Hello there, everyone. Welcome to episode number 55 of True Cult Pop, your favourite music podcast. So I've heard on the grapevine, I saw someone scrawl it on the wall of the gents' toilets in Weatherspoons. They said, insert your name here, bloody loves TCP. That's what it said, Gaz. Well, what else can it mean? Exactly. What else could it mean? Could mean anything. I'm Stephen Hill, by the way. He was Gaz Gunn. Yeah, still is. It still is. Always will be. Still is. Hey. Always will be. That's never changing. That's uh, one of the best. Not now. Things about. It. Not now. He can't now. Can't nah. you like, commit? You've committed to this character, haven't you, Gaz? Oh, just, yeah. It's. It, I'm a lifer. He's Past so point deep return. into this long. There's a, a, a biopic being made of a, a man who really, really loves midget yeah and gaz is <laughs> the 90s band by the way not the offensive terminology for no. little, little people little people like little people yeah, yeah. yeah. Little people. anyway what, what you been doing mate you're right i'm actually you can probably here i'm straining yeah. a bit the voice is straining a little bit i think i'm coming down with something i think you are mate I'm not, not, not happy with that it's the time of year though isn't it is that so it's that most wonderful time of the year where all the diseases start rearing their fucking heads you know the nights are drawing in it's a bit chilly out there today um but no i'm good i'm good well i'll say i'm good you know the um obviously we're recording this like a little bit earlier um this week and putting in a weekend shift yeah we are um england just got their fucking asses handed to them by uh the mighty afghanistan in the cricket world cup which was fucking great yeah we got beaten by afghanistan like properly fucking rinsed by afghanistan today wow uh, i gave I up towards the that. end I'm... i gave up towards the end i put on live and let die yeah, and, well. and, and it worked really it worked i feel fine I now would... i've cleansed i've would... got my 70s would say, uh mate. james bond fix got the boat chase yeah. you know and all that it's, oh, it's still fucking great still does works every time well, I can't speak to that, to be honest, but I'll tell you what, I did just watch two episodes of. Very disappointing. And you're, as a man who knows about the law of diminishing returns from things that happened in the 90s mm. that come back in the in the yeah. <laughs> 2020s, mm. I watched two episodes of the new series of Frasier. Oh, I'm, I'm scared. Oh, I'm scared. God. I'm scared. Oh. Fucking Ro- Rodney's in it, isn't he? Rodney is in it's it. It's a bit weird. If you... If you want to know what it's like, I won't give it a particularly thorough review here, but I'll I'll give you a, a three-word review. Go on. Green, green grass. Oh, good God. It's if, you, basically, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's basically... Fuck me. The oh, no. green, green grass, the Boise spin-off to uh, Fraser's Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. It, it, it's pretty bad. Really? It's pretty bad. That's... I've been worried. As soon as they said no, no Niles, I was like, "Well, because mm. Niles, kind of, Niles was my favourite character in Frasier." They've 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 kind of doubled up on replacing Niles right. with Nicholas Lindhurst as a stuffy Harvard professor, right. and Niles and Daphne's son, Frasier's nephew, oh. is just a sort of sort of, sort of nerdy teenage version of Niles. Dear, why? It's not great. Why? I and then I heard that other thing, like you know Jerry 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 Seinfeld saying, "Oh, they might be bringing back Seinfeld." And I'm like, "Oh, please don't! Oh. No, please don't!" Because it's d- 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 just no. I'm worried. You can't no, have I'm Michael really Richards fu- in it, can you? Huh? He's cancelled. You can't have Michael Richards. No Kramer. No, gone. Like, oh, no. First scene will be at Kramer's 
funeral. funeral. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. What a, yeah. what a shame he died and definitely isn't coming back. Yeah. I'll, 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 no, please. Nothing to do with what he said, honestly. No. No. But, like, you know, there are certain shows that kind of, especially from that era, like Frasier, like Seinfeld, like um, the, Larry, the Larry Sanders show. which Game for, on. Game, game on exactly. None of them have dated particularly well, especially Game on. Larry Sanders, actually, Larry's absolutely brilliant. Oh, Larry Sanders, to me, that is the gold medal standard of all those shows. I fucking adore it. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's one of the greatest. Oh, it's one of the greatest. Yeah, I'm glad we get. I'm glad we're getting all of our kind of positive attitude out of the way really early. We We haven't said what we're doing on the show this week Mm. because we are basically somebody when we were talking about things we could do going forward with the one review a month, one review show a month, I should say, not one review, but one review show a month and other things that we could be doing. Somebody, I think on our Patreon page, suggested we did, or we we brang, we brang back? Is that, that's not the correct yeah, English, fuck is it? it. Brang back. It's Sunday night. <laughs> said, why don't you bring back the A to Z of Awful, mm. what I did, on That's Not Metal? And I thought, well, you know, they've carried on with a couple of formats that I came up with. So Fair. might just steal that. So we're not going to call it. We're going to, we're going to be doing A, B, C, D of the alphabet of atrocity. That's what I've decided to oh, call wow. it, Gaz. Is that close <laughs> enough? That actually has some lyrical rhyme and flow to it, Chuck D. <laughs> yeah. A, B, C, D, the alphabet of atrocity. We will be doing the full alphabet. We're going to be doing it kind of four numbers at a hmm. time. So me and Gaz have picked A to D in the music world of the worst things, what we think they are. And I'm going to say right now, having seen your list, particularly having seen your list, there's some fucking hot takes on there. I don't know. If you go searching Scolding on Reddit, hot. if you go searching on Reddit, mate. <laughs> Which I never do. Immediately, so, but when I know. Google something, the first, the top link is always a fucking Reddit thread. Always now. Yeah, it does happen. It does. I feel I'm way too old to be going on that. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get Sam mm. to do it with me. Next time I need to do some <laughs> digging, to be honest. I've no idea. I don't know what it all means. Hey, by the way, last week, thanks very much, everyone, because some of you came to the aid to <laughs> try, try and pay for my bathroom. It was a joke, by the way. It was a joke. If you don't want to sign up, i tell you yeah. what you could do. If you don't want to sign up for <laughs> patreon.com forward slash true cult pop, you just leave us a five-star, only a five-star, nothing else. Don't be a cunt. You're getting this for free. A five-star review on wherever you listen to the podcast yeah. would be nice. So never ask for them. But pre- preferably, yeah. patreon.com forward slash true cult pop yeah. if you want to sign up for our lovely exclusive content. I should, mate. Can you, can you sign up for the purposes of a joke? <laughs> yeah, that is basically what happened. <laughs> Come in. <laughs> Come in this week if you sign up for any amount on Saturday, just tomorrow, if you're listening to this podcast the day it comes out. We did a podcast, or about to do, I should say, straight after this one, if my voice holds up, on The Harrow and the Harvest by Gillian Welch. Mm. The 2011 bluegrass uh, country yeah. Americana yeah. folk thing. Decent. Mm. Mm. I've got quite a lot to say about that. It's, 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 yeah. it's rare Same. that... It's not that rare, actually, that I come in with an album that I've never really heard of before and or I, I haven't heard before, and I end up with quite a lot to say about it. But I do feel like I have 
quite a lot. I've done a bit of a deep dive on Gillian Welch in the aftermath of listening to that because mm. I really did. I really like that. I think people who have been listening to me doing podcasts for a long time will remember when the uh, Brandy Carlisle album came out mm. a couple of years ago, which I absolutely loved. And I've not really found anything. I've listened to similar things, but I've not really found anything which hit me quite as hard as that did. And I've got to be honest, I wouldn't say that the Gillian Welch album hits me quite as hard as that, but I really loved it. And it's just been excellent time. Kind of a bit of a spoiler for the podcast when we do do it. But yeah, I really, really like that record a lot. Same. I'm a sucker for the for anything that's like Americana, Nashville-y kind of thing. Songs about murder. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, he loves murder. <laughs> oh, I love them. I love right. a better mother. <laughs> Go full. We're doing it. a bit of. We're doing a bit of a bit of sweet and sour. A bit of. Uh, nice and nasty that's probably not the right thing to. but anyway if you sign up for the five pound tier having if you want to listen to lovely sweet beautiful stirring americana we talk about that we're also going deep this coming wednesday mm. on ascendancy by trivium one of the most important metal records of the 2000s yeah. that is coming this wednesday deep dive on ascendancy I think quite a lot of people, as I understand it, are rather interested and excited to hear what we have to say about that record. I am bang up for talking about that. It feels like a good time to be chatting about it. I haven't seen Trivium a couple of weeks ago. It's yeah. it sounds still sounds monstrous to my ears, that it does. record. It does, it's huge. Like I said, I think I said it on last week's pod, it was one of the albums that was kind of responsible for getting me back into the heavy metals after mm. being kind of lost. In the yeah. in the ether, listening to other things for quite a few years. Yeah, that was one it of came. F- it came for me with a. I, I think we will discuss this quite heavily on the podcast. But it, it, it came to me whilst I had a pretty, pretty healthy dose of cynicism around any new NEW rather than NU metal bands from that point. That point, so Same. I kind of went into Ascendancy with my arms folded, like go on, then impress me, <laughs> and uh, and it did. Boy, did it! Yes. So. So, yeah. And it still does. So yeah. there you go. I tell you what else impresses me. I mean, this didn't impress you, to be fair. I went. When did um? When did when did karaoke the other day, guys? <laughs> I know you uh, did. Which yeah, I know. I know you know. I know you know. I did. Stop getting Roachford wrong. <laughs> and, and 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 seriously, you know. Keep your top on, mate. I know you've lost. A, I know your mate's lost a load of weight, and I'm sure he looks shit up. But when when I see videos where it pans around the people that are in said karaoke bar room, I'm mm. like, is he naked or is he just topless? I don't know. Should just I topless. ask? Should I not ask? Yeah. I, you know, we, we all we you know we all do you know mad shit with with our old buddies when there's been you know. Yeah. A few, a few, I went a few out. Shots involved. Yeah. <laughs> went out for a few drinks, and it turned into let's book a karaoke room for for four hours with some of my mates. And one of them did take his top off, and I don't know why. And I sent Gaz a video of us singing "Cuddly Toy" by Roachford very well. I might add, with even with the your fog lamps are on. I think even <laughs> even in, it was that bit. I can't yeah. remember. Anyway, and yeah, that was quite good. But anyway, so I went to karaoke and. You know, you do the usual kind of standard karaoke things. Roachford, Tom Jones, <laughs> definitely <laughs> Roachford's a standard karaoke one. But it's doing the usual stuff. And then, for some reason, me and a couple of the guys I was with went down this really mad sort of 
80s rabbit hole where we did human cry <laughs> labor of love oh, we did do that mate. we did living in a box by living in a box Wonderful. we did uh to cut a long story short by spandau ballet nice and then from nowhere from absolutely nowhere and i was like oh why where is this where is this come from where the hell have you plucked this from and what and why is it on a 2023 karaoke machine we did the song running in the family by level 42 the title track of their seventh album released in 1987 this was the second single from said album uh, lessons in love their big single lessons in love is obviously the the big yes, the big, big level level 42 single uh, running the family that made it number three running the family still made it number six mm. in the uk number, number two six. number two album as well number two album yeah the 69th biggest selling song in the united kingdom in 1987 what a year to be alive what that was year. Now, the, what a year to be alive. Yeah, there'd be a good idea for a future special. Going through that, yeah, the top 40 biggest selling songs yeah. in the UK in 1987. Oh yeah. my giddy gosh. There's going to yeah. be a lot of stock hacking and Walkman in there. <laughs> I bet there is. <laughs> fucking hell. A lot of Sonya there, mate. Yeah. You can't you can't move without bashing into Rick Astley or Yazoo. Nope. Well, Yaz. Yaz. Where's your cut off? No, ooh, Yaz. just Yaz. <laughs> yeah, where's your cut off? Um, anyway, yeah. So we started doing Running in the Family by Level 42. Now, we've never spoken about Level 42 before. But no. I, it not feels this, not, like the not, sort of thing. Not without a straight face, anyway. Not going the Chinese no. way, you know. <laughs> and I was like, fucking hell, we've got to talk about Level 42. Because one, I, like, one, I was like, damn, Running in the Family... Is a is an absolute banger, like an absolute banger. It's so great, yeah. but that that bass, bam, boom, Obviously, level forty two, most known for the bass slapping styley of Mark King, yeah. who could play the bass, man. Say oh, what you want about level forty two, do but slap at a bass. But it is, it's like such a. It's a really weird, like, I was sort of looking at the lyrics and I was trying to work out what it's actually about. Sitting in the back of the car with his family and oh, it runs in the family, doesn't it? And you're like, what? I don't really know. Like, what runs, what are you saying? Oh, we've got our, I've got my dad's eyes. The whole song just appears to be like, oh, cool, we're, we're a bit like our own family. Remember when we went on road trips with my family and now I'm a bit older. Yeah. That's the song. Yeah, that's, that's what it. the song's about. Yeah. You know, it's probably like oh, he's now God. doing road trips with his two kids, Joseph and Emily, in the back. Yeah, like yeah. the absolute worst bit of observational stand-up <laughs> open mic comedy you've ever heard <laughs> in your life. But set to the music of yeah, parping synthy, sophisty pop, yeah. yeah. acid jazz from the eighties. Like I do love it. I do. Yeah. I do love it. Mm. You got. You got to be into this. Oh you? come on, mate. <laughs> It would actually be more exciting to get Sam in here and go, so, Sam, yeah. what do you think of Level 42? I mean, they were one of those kind of absolute kind of omnipresent bands in this period. You know, that that those singles, yeah, Lessons in Love, Running in the Family, Sun, sun Goes Down, I was like, sun, sun, oh, yeah, Living yeah. It Up, Living It Up. 
and uh, something about you. Something that's, about uh, you, that's man. Surely, oh. surely that that you've you've just sung uh, Uptown Funk, living it up, living up in a city. Yeah, well, they've obviously oh, ripped no, off yeah. level forty-two, yeah, then, didn't they? As, well, oh, they no, ripped off about Mark eighty Robson. songs with that song, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <they laughs> but it's all good. I mean, it's pure like eighties yuppie pop. It, this was music specifically made for the CD generation. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, Bateman core. Absolutely. Bateman core to an absolute T. Jazz funk, uh, yacht rock. Um, and yeah, Mark, Mark King, man. Whenever I see him kind of play bass, or like an old Top of the Pops rearing or something, it just makes me laugh. Because it, he is that meme. He is Paul mm. Rudd. Like 20 odd years or 30 years before it, you know. <laughs> that is yeah. him. With his, with his, you know, that he, he, he's playing it up by his fucking so high chin, up. you know, like and, Liam, and like got, Liam like Wilson from the, the Dangerous um, Escape Plan. The, the frets fucking light up, yeah, you know, and it's it's so fucking preposterous. But the the songs are under. Look, this is an undeniable song. That mm. it's kind of like like shit horn select, you know, sound you, they get on the Casio keyboards and stuff, but. It just it just works, and it's played so straight. I think that's the thing that makes it so cool. It's no nudge, nudge, wink, wink. None of that shit going on. No kind of ironicness. It's just played no. absolutely straight. And for, for that alone, I'm like, it's genius. But yeah, it's it's undeniable. Like when you sent it through, when you said, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is the earworm this week." I spent the rest of the day in the van just going in the backseat of the car. Bum, bum. Yeah, yeah, I did <laughs> with did, Joseph did, and Emily. Emily. I, I, it's the whole day. Giving back his no business. Uh, yeah, absolutely it's, brilliant. Yeah, it's a, it's it's so inescapable, undeniable genius, pop genius. This is I how you. Had... This is like the perfect kind of example of a mid '80s pop song. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is when people say to me, and I tell someone going to me, come up to me the other day and go, the 1975 is shit. Why are you being nice about the 1975? And I did say to him, I was like, do you like, you know, Level 42 and Hue and Cry and stuff like that? Do you like Wet, Wet, Wet? And they were like, no. And I went, well, you know, you're not going to like them, are you? That no. All the stuff, that the whole reason I like that band is because of... The fact they sound like something. Yeah, there is a run. Like there is a run through from all the stuff that you and me like still love from the eighties. Mm. There is a run through to the nineteen seventy five. There is. Yeah. There just oh, is. Absolutely. Unquestionably. That's why I like the nineteen seventy five. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't like. They're like, why well, aren't they arty and interesting? No, no. Just like him sounding like level forty two. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Speaking of bringing it up to date, right? Level forty two, of course, famously. Not that famously, but quite famously, from the Isle of Wight. So, yeah. rank the Isle of Wight bands, Level 42 or Wet Leg? Well, Level 42, isn't it? Level 42, <laughs> I know. In a, in a field of one, they are numero one. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. We had a, we had, because, I mean, again, in the 90s, they dropped off quite a bit in the 90s. Massively. Particularly when you get to the mid-90s, like they, were, they were gone, I think they split up in 94, didn't they? Yeah. And you, you couldn't be less cool than Level 42 <gasps> by kind of 93, 94. No. And I had a math teacher, Mr. Matthias, who's actually only just retired from the school that I went to. He's just retired. Blimey. He actually taught my my mate Stu. He taught his kid maths, and he's like, "Oh, Mr. Matthias." He That's used math. to say, "We can we can put we can put some music on," yeah. and we'd all go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Well, you're doing maths. You go, "Yeah, brilliant." The only thing he had was the greatest hits of Level Forty Two. Banging. And you can imagine like a bunch of thirteen-year-olds listening to the greatest hits of Level Forty Two <laughs> in nineteen ninety-three. They're gonna be like, "Oh, mate, they're gonna fuck wash off." 
Got any Mannix? Got any suede? Put Dokey on. Yeah, put Dokey on. Put Pixies on. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Anyway, what a banger. Running the family by level 42. Go and check it out. Yeah, I would. Like, giving it to Sam would be like giving some sort of, like, Egyptian old coin or something and being like, can you read the... The, the inscription on that he'd be like absolutely not I don't know it was in Latin yeah. wouldn't be in Latin if it was Egyptian I do know that don't at me yeah. just come into my head anyway <laughs> running the family level 42 banger I think this might be a little bit more critically acceptable if you like Gaz but you know nevertheless we're all friends what did you pick we're all friends here man I mean I, I we watched um, there was one evening last week I can't remember what fucking evening it was when I sent this through to you Tuesday or Wednesday um, I was like f- f- flicking through the telly box um, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High was on one of the channels. And nice. I was like, wow, I haven't seen this in a long, long time. You know, the kind of... This and like Porky's and Animal House were like, you know, the OG kind of rated R teen comedies. Really. Um, has not dated well at all. No. It's, it's, it's not actually very good at all. But... For starters, the cast is fucking outrageous. All at the start of their career, you've got Nicolas Cage. I, I was about to say, yeah, Eric Stoltz. The, the, the only judge I want to, the only judging I want yeah. in, of, of Fast Times for Regiment High is to judge Reinhardt. Here he is. <laughs> Here judge, he is. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on. No, yeah, yeah. yeah got Nicolas Cage, Eric Stoltz, Forrest Whitaker, Sean Penn, Judge Reinhold, Anthony Edwards, all at the start of their career, all in this fucking movie. And obviously, Jennifer Phoebe, Jason Lee. Yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, yeah, Phoebe Cates. Yeah. Um, oh well, of course. Phoebe, Phoebe Cates is became a, a bit of a bit of a meme. Yeah, massively. This, well, this film because no Phoebe Cates, you wouldn't have got Stacey's bum. So there you go. That's that's right. There was yeah. the through line. Mm. Um, well, and who wants to live in that world? Oh, well, without fountains of Wayne, God no. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Not me. Not me. Mm. Uh, but the the, the the track that I've, I've picked is, for, is is from that film. It's from one of the scenes, one of the kind of more like romantical scenes. Uh, it's tracked by Jackson Brown. And it's called Somebody's Baby. Now, you know, for me, this is like one of the ultimate kind of AOR 80s anthems. It's up there with Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. You know, that's very, very similar, isn't it? Yeah, oh, very similar. It, 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 everything is very similar to it. You know, this is probably a bit more, I suppose Rick, Jesse's Girl's got a little bit more of the kind of like new wave coolness. This is a bit more yacht rock and kind of more accomplished. Um, but you know, songs about teenage, both you know, songs about teenage infatuation, which I love, I've always loved. But it, at the root of it, it's just a pure fucking pop song. At the heart of it, it's a pure and simple, beautiful, love lorn pop song. We've all been there as teenagers, you know, seeing that beautiful girl walk past, too shit scared to talk to her, um, and, and end up in Europe. Busking in Europe. That's the her. one. Oh, look, she's yeah. back again. <laughs> Go and get rid of her. Damn it. Oh, pay Page, one to one at Patreon.com forward slash true cult pop if you want to learn yeah. more about. You want to hear about my young trips. lady? Oh my, good, yeah. oh, my goodness me. Uh, but yeah, this is this song just, just went round my head. And well, the day after, as I was in the van, I must have listened to this song about 15 times on the bounce. I had to keep going as it got towards the end. It's, it's, just, it's almost got like a, I don't know, like a. Oh, what's that Doobie Brothers song? What a Fool Believed. It's got that kind of, mm. like, real kind of sophisticated kind of yacht rock thing. But it's just, it's just got an absolutely undeniable chorus. That, yeah, yeah somebody, somebody's chorus. over. And it's got piano. It's got a beautiful little kind of, like, 
picky kind of lead line and you know, the melodies are so it's just so beautifully written and yeah it has the craft yeah of real craft massive it. 70 that's what i always think when i hear songs like this and go oh you know someone's gonna say oh the craft of writing a pop song and hey i've done it it's the cliche but i've done it jesse's girl by rick springfield you're right to bring up yeah. there are plenty of elton john songs elo yeah. i guess the kind of wings mccartney era kind of stuff like yeah. going into all of that the eagles kind of thing the eagles yeah and i was gonna say like don henley and yeah. um there are a lot of kind of american guitar you know those those very sort of almost bordering on aor but not quite i think there was a bit more kind of i wouldn't say they're a bit more because that would make it aor if they were adult wouldn't it but they're a bit more sort of they they feel a bit more credible than yeah. the sort of mor like very almost almost sort of easy listening yeah yeah, yeah. Like, songs that something like like, like foreigner of, or something like that or yeah or yeah. even even like my Ch- sharona by the Nap, yeah true. do you know what i mean yeah you know like which is just obviously a, a, a great song but kind of knowingly a bit silly these songs yeah. even though they feel sort of bombastically over the top even like you know that the, the it doesn't sound like a steinman sort of song or whatever but you always sort of i felt like you listen to jim steinman stuff or meatloaf or whatever and it would be very 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 tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. while and very kind of nudge nudge wink wink knowing stuff and and that's great but this isn't really that this is actually i think quite earnest i think yeah. it's better for being oh, really earnest it's a lovely song oh, it's, it's, it's a lovely song and and it does remind me of the film as well which i have to say i've not watched in decades it's for, a it's, long time it's for the best the 90s it's for the best mate <laughs> it's got some ropey shit in it right the proper ropey shit um i mean i think the last time i saw it would have been around the time of one of the american pies coming out you know right and everyone yeah. was yeah comparing the two yeah basically compare contrast your compare, grotty films yeah and yeah it's it's something yet again something else from the noughties that was just just wretched and horrible <laughs> some of the films from the noughties were absolutely unbelievable oh, get, it's mad to get to the greek that, what hmm? yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah fucking hell yeah. wow i mean that's yeah. yeah there's a lot of stuff in getting to the greek and then there's obviously him the, the lead the lead man which is just problematic in itself but yeah, yeah there was a lot of stuff in the noughties where you just went really is that what you're gonna do that's absolutely yeah. mad isn't it yeah. yeah people love to go on about white chicks don't they they come about white chicks all the time. Oh, white, well, how come no one ever moans about white chicks? Everybody moans about white chicks. Yeah, exactly. Everybody moans about... Adam Sandler films. There's so much grotty shit. It's yeah. horrible. It's a horrible <laughs> decade for movies. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, as discussed a few weeks ago, just a pretty horrible decade. It I was. Think, through and through. 2000s. Yeah. I think it's quite Ugh. bad. Sorry if you're... Sorry if you're... 31 you know, and you're like what the 2000s were the best unfortunately you know that's that obviously that's the next decade that's going to be due the reappraisal it's, it's already happening well it, no it's happening because you know what do i yeah. see what do i see all the kids wearing now all, all like you know baggy combats mm. all the girls wearing baggy combats again it's like all saints yeah everyone's dressed like they're in all saints again it's it's, it's very surreal i'm like here we go it's coming big brother's it's, back yeah big bro- oh yeah England, mate? England are crap at cricket again. Yeah, the noughties are back. <laughs> the noughties are back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, footballers are 
sexually assaulting people all the time. All the time. They're naughty to back, mate. They're back yeah. with a bang. I went to a wedding last night and they played uh, Last Night by Strokes and yeah. they played they played a few they they did they played Hands of Love by the Future Heads. People went absolutely mental for it. Mental. There you go. More mental for that than they went for like Susudio by Phil Collins. I was like, oh I see. We've definitely moved We've into We've moved on now. Yeah. Someone was going, Oh, can you play hard fi? I was like, Don't 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 play hard fi. Tom Stab. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I I've got I've got a real fucking soft spot for a couple of their tunes, man. Oh I'm no! Really sorry, I was just talking about how bad they were. I know they might be my they might be my H. Moving on swiftly, Gaz. Okay, they might be my H. When fucking it comes better to not doing, be. <laughs> no, it probably won't. To be wrong, the alphabet of atrocity. We're going to go through the entire alphabet week by week, not in consecutive weeks. We will come back to this. We're going to park it. We're just going to do A to D today of things in the music world that we think are just terrible. Now, I have made a bit of a point with this podcast of going, we don't really review things that we don't like. We don't really talk about things we don't like. We try and remain as positive as possible. And for the most part, I think that's true. Obviously, when we did the reviews special a few weeks ago, we had decided to review a few things which were like fine, not great, whatever. But broadly speaking, I think we are trying to keep it fairly positive. But now and again, it's all right to have a a little bit of a sideways look at the uh, stuff that we don't care so much for. And I know some of you out there love a rant. And don't worry, you're probably going to get eight, count them, oh, yeah. eight rants in one podcast. So enjoy them, drink them in. <laughs> so A to D, I've got my A to D, Gaz has got his A to D. I'm going to let you start, mate. I'm going to let you start. So okay. what's your annoying atrocity under the letter A? Uh, my annoying atrocity under the letter A um, is going to completely contradict everything that I love, that I'm passionate it's about. It's a mad one, this. That I kind of represent. But my A is Absolute Radio 90s. Or as the man says, Absolute Radio 90s. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that, that man, guy. He's still that making a living out just going, of going, Hello! Yeah. I don't know. There's a little period in stand-up comedy again in the 2000s when mm. X Factor was happening, where every comedian would go, "Come on, that guy in the X Factor who goes, Rachel Adderdage, oh, yeah. that guy." <laughs> it's really funny though. Everyone <laughs> says that name though, but they do an impression know, yeah. like Rachel Adderdage singing <laughs> for her place in the X Factor final. <laughs> Rachel Adderdage, right? But everyone would go, "Oh, imagine at McDonald's. I'd like to order." Oh, Big Mac! And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, imagine him at the swimming pool. I'm going to do 50 legs. Like, every bad stand-up yeah. would be like, imagine him going to the cinema. I'd like to see Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He speaks like that all the time. Imagine that. Hilarious. Uh, brilliant. Get him on, give them their own show on Comedy Central. Yes, brilliant. Like brilliant. Fucking rubbish. Anyway, that's not... If that voiceover he's... guy was in McDonald's, he probably sounds... A little bit like uh, this. Something like this. Oh, like <laughs> all, all cheeky monkey. You made yeah. the same or wrong. Uh, anyway, that's a little bonus one for yeah. you there, guys. But that's yeah, it. absolute Radio 90s, guys, go on. Well, obviously, anyone that even vaguely knows me, you're a life or on, so, on the socials, will know that, yeah. I fucking adore the 90s, man. Uh, within reason, obviously. I draw the line at Cooler Shaker and I have a scene. Hello, James. Um, uh, but 
See, with these, it, it seems like a new thing now that, well, I say a new thing, it's been going this way for I don't know, a good five, ten years now, but it's only recently I've actually got a, I drive a van now that has not only Bluetooth, but it has digital radio in it, Steve. Fuck me. Ooh. Hey, welcome to the 21st century, motherfuckers. Um, so you get um, you know, all the radio stations, and, and they all do them. you got, you know, really 70s, 80s, 90s. Even Heart do it. There's Heart 80s, Heart 90s, Greatest Hits 90s. All, you know. And they, it's just, oh, okay. And it literally, I, I, I was always, you know, a hardcore six music listener, but after the last, what's been going on the last couple of years, I'm sort of, fuck six music. So I'd, I'd invariably, okay, I'm just going to go to Absolute Radio 90s, fine. And literally within 20 minutes, I'm just like, I can't fucking do this. I cannot do this. I can't stand these, like, nostalgic radio stations, man. The narrow fucking playlists, you know. There's so much more to blur. The fucking girls and boys. I don't need to hear girls and boys or Park Life or Coffee and TV ever again. Song two in it as well. Fucking surely. song two, and like the the way the DJs announce it, like it's the fucking second come, and it's just like you played it an hour ago, mate, and it's. Oh, Second coming would be them playing Love Spreads by the Stone Roses, wouldn't it? Which they would never play. Uh, no, no. It, because they're too busy playing She Bangs the Drums. She Bangs the Drums, which initially came out in 1989. I've heard Epic on it, absolutely. Yeah, I've heard Epic before. on that. Livid. The worst, the worst, Furious. The, the worst one, mate, is when they fucking play Teenage Dirtbag. I'm like, that was 2000, mate. Really? How many... Because you know the committees and the think tanks behind these fucking radio stations. Are, it's a big group of cunts in the fucking boardroom, right? And going, Teenage Dirtbag, that was fucking 2000s. You know, late 2000, or, you know, even early 2001. I'm just, oh, fuck you. Oh, and it's just, yes, I know we're living like through an absolute nostalgic time at the minute. I get that, right? But you could do so much more with these radio stations. You know, yes, it's a no repeat guarantee. They all fucking do it. Um, but it's the same fucking 30 songs every day. If you listen to it all day, I guarantee you will hear Disco Down by Shed 7 between 9 o'clock and 5 o'clock. You will hear um, 100 Mile High City. You will hear fucking Kill Shaker's cover of Hush. You will hear Live Forever. You will hear Don't Look mm. Back in Anger. You know, you will hear fucking um, Girls and Boys. But, I mean, I get it. You know, no one really listens to the fucking radio anymore. It's an absolutely unsustainable business model now. Mm. We're basically the last generation that even vaguely listens to the radio anymore. This is it now. Once we leave leave this bloody planet, we're done. Radio stations will cease to exist. The reason why, you know, Greatest Hits Radio started like a few years ago and it was obviously like cleaned up. It's brought up all these like, what was left of like regional radio stations. Greatest Hits have brought them all up because it's all people like our age that, that don't like change. I'd stopped listening to Radio 2 because I got rid of Simon Mayo and fucking Ken Bruce and replaced them with whoever, you know, Vernon Kay and whatnot. And they're all on Greatest Hits Radio. Boss Greatest Hits Radio playing. They're just playing, you know, the Greatest Hits of the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. And it's the same fucking playlist every day. Yeah, I mean, occasionally, I don't listen to it much, but I think when I drove to Outbreak, actually, I had it on for a few hours and mm. King of the Curb by Echo Belly came on. It was like hearing a... a, a you know, a carcass B-side on radio, BBC Radio 1 or something. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! Well, it, it wasn't was great absolutely... things. Blimey. No, <laughs> no, well, no, it wasn't it's... even the big it, one. 
Mm. It was mad. And I was just like, oh, bloody hell, I've not heard this for a while. No. And then the next thing they played was What Is Love by Hadaway or, you know, Take the Prey by Take That or something. You just go, oh, we're back to the usual stuff straight away, are we? And I think as well, you know, the amount of ads is a problem. Yeah. It's so annoying. Right. And yeah. the presenters, like, as someone who used to present on radio and didn't really have, I'll be perfectly honest, didn't have a lot of respect for the art of radio. To me, the art of... Anymore, unfortunately. Well, the thing is, the thing is, I think that if you get someone who is really sort of funny or interesting or passionate, who cur- curates their own show, that's cool. Right. If I want to listen to like you know the Funk and Soul, Soul the, the Funk and Soul, the Funk and Soul show, Craig Charles, right? Yeah. You want to listen to his show? You yeah. go right. Craig Charles has curated this. I think Huey on Six Music is brilliant. Again, yeah. you know, he's from New York. He's got a really deep knowledge of jazz. He's got a really deep knowledge of hip hop, obviously, and he likes rock music as well. He'll, he'll play. He'll play Typo Negative or Prong. Yeah. I've heard on his on his yeah. show before. Great. Right, having that played alongside John Coltrane, and then you know Public Enemy, and then Helmet. Right, it's it's mad and it's yeah, great, cool. and you can tell that that is a reflection of him. Yeah. But the guys on Absolute Nineties who are like, oh, okay, um, all right, come on, later on we're going to be have Common People by Pulp, and I'm going to be playing you a little bit of Smells Like Teen Spirit. But have you ever noticed that uh, uh, self service checkouts at Tesco's <laughs> and uh, <laughs> something you bag up the items? Oh, I just did, mate. Uh, anyway, oh, okay, let's get your weather and uh, coming up. Uh, we're going to be having a few adverts and we'll be back. You just think like. There's no, you, you don't have any kind of, you don't care about the music. No. You don't, you're not an interesting person. You're not a funny person. I don't really see the point. And I, there was this whole thing of, you know, again, like having been on the radio for a couple of years, you were given like, oh, I know due to how the the playlist that has been curated for me, not yeah. by me in no. the morning, yeah. when I used to do the Metal Hammer show, that was my show. Yeah. I would go, right, tonight we're doing... I did an Extreme Metal special once. I was going, right, we're going to chronologically go through Extreme Metal. We're going to start with, like, Venom. We're going to go all the way up to, like, whoever it was. It would have been, like, Wolves in a Throne Room or something now. Right? Well, that's what we're going to do. And people were going, this is brilliant. Why don't we get more of this? This is, like, educational and I hear and stuff I never hear on a station before. Great, right? But if you are just like, oh, they've put in Pour Some Sugar on Me, The Ace of Spades, Paint It Black, Smells Like Teen Spirit rolling and i've got 30 seconds to speak there i've got 46 seconds to speak there because that's how tight the schedule is yeah. what can you say you can't really say anything no. you can't really say anything and you don't really care about the music what what can i say about coming off the back of pour some sugar on me and going into <laughs> lifestyles of the rich and famous by good charlotte what oh am i God. meant to say in 40 seconds there nothing so people are just like yeah who's this cunt do you know what i mean like who's this prick no one cares and i think that that is a big 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 problem with those particular stations yeah, as well I as much as the music the only the only re- redeeming i mean i was saying you know absolutely absolute radio aren't the only ones that do these decade mm-hmm. kind of specialist stations right hard to do it as well but the reason why i wouldn't i'd pick absolute radio over heart for this is because heart have not got any fucking djs on their 70s 80s and 90s stations mm-hmm. no and, D- and they don't begin and heart doesn't begin with a no there is that well <laughs> uh, no if it was <laughs> Art, <laughs> yeah. Well, art attack. What are you saying? Yeah, Bill Buchanan now? Fuck no. What the guitarist from Marseille? Hell's no. <laughs> Getting your new wave of British heavy metal reference right there. You got to. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like yeah. 
it, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. But I know there are tons of people that listen to these like decade-centric stations, and I think Absolute Radio Nineties is the biggest out of all of them. So makes sense. Yeah, makes perfect. I get sense. it, and and I understand that they do all their kind of you know surveys and the think tanks and all that bollocks and you know the average person listens to the radio for 18 minutes in the car not if you're a driver all day they don't but you know they're just going for the average person doing fucking school run so they've got to hit them with you know the three bangers I get that I get it but just I, I, we're a different we're a different group, breed of person aren't we though because if, yeah. I put a radio, if I put a radio station on and Park Life comes on and it goes into Don't Look Back in Anger I'm turning the station over. Yeah, of course but if I am. It, if it went from, I don't know, this is a low into acquiesce, maybe I'd stick around. I'd definitely stick around for that. And then Keg of the Curb, you know, it's yeah. wonderful. But that's the thing, isn't it? Is that most people, unfortunately. Yeah, but they could do so much more with these stations. I'm not saying during the day. I get it during the day. During the day has to be as rigid. Playlist, playlist, playlist. Whatever fucking Reddit say. Even six music. I get it, right? Mm. But in the evenings, man. Why not do some specialist shows? Because it's, it's, yeah, it's one of the most listened to digital stations in the country, right? This absolute radio 90s. Do like a fucking Lost 90s show in the evening. Why not? Or like some yeah, lo- do like, like, like a Lost Classics kind of show. Or just do something with it, man. A you know, absolute, show? Absolute, like a hip-hop show? Yeah, exactly, Anything. man. 90s yeah. hip-hop show. Why not? Why not? It'd brilliant. fucking work. Mm. I'd fucking kill it. I'd do it. I'd do it for fucking free. Honestly. Oh, well, you- you don't have time. You're committed to this. There is unfortunately. that. There is that. You're committed to this. I don't need you plucking through looking for mo I, money by I, Puff Daddy and the family. I, to I don't on believe it I've seen night. a contract, Stephen. But, you know, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> we we very much run like factory records. Yeah. Here in yeah, yeah. I've written it's your a, name in my blood. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We just spit in the hand and have a little shake and that's it. Done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean, though, man. Like they are deeply frustrating it is, it is frustrating for a long period of time i think if yeah. i wasn't a driver all day i probably i probably wouldn't it wouldn't get me so wound up mm. but there's just so much more you could do with a decade that i love and it's no true. one has any fucking imagination yeah it's a that is unfortunately but a thing. the caveat to that is is like well if you don't like it make a fucking playlist of stuff you want to do which is exactly what i do do yeah. I then go on that, to fucking Apple Music and I will listen to Helmet and then I will listen to, you know, Puff Daddy. Then I will listen to Jumeiraquai. Do you mm. know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I, I get it. It's not, yeah. Not, you know. Well, that's the thing. And that's what's going to kill these radio stations. Yeah. Off, I'm a, do you know what? I can't fucking wait. Good. Good. Mm. I've got it coming. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Although we'll probably be dead, so we probably won't see, to be honest. My number, my number A. That's number not, A. That's not the way to say it. My A is one, this is more like a redux, <laughs> a, a kind of remastered version of my A rather than a new thing. Brilliant. Because I tried really hard to think of something new yeah. to do for A. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I did. I really <laughs> did. Because really? I thought everyone's going to expect him to pick Ailstorm. Yeah. Everyone's going to think, A, it's got to be Ailstorm, isn't it? It's got to be Ailstorm. And the thing is, I have talked shit about this band for so many years that at this point you probably if you've been listening to me doing podcasts over 
and elongated period of time. You've probably heard me take more than enough pot shots at Elstorm over the years that you think there's really nothing new for me to say. And you've got a point. You've got a point. But I think I'm bringing it up again now because they are bigger now than they have ever been. Really? They keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I find it so deeply upsetting because we were speaking about Steel Panther being on America's Got Talent a few weeks ago, a month or so so ago. And you look at Steel Panther and you think, bless Steel Panther. They came out, they were a bit naff. They had a few good songs on that first album. It's all a bit dated, a bit crap. The joke wore really thin, really quickly. And now no one really talks about them. Well, Steel Panther had better songs than Elstorm. <laughs> Steel Panther had a better idea of a band than Elstorm. Steel Panther are funnier than Elstorm. And yet Steel Panther are considered absolutely embarrassing by most people here in 2023. And yet Elstorm, who have been going for around the same amount of time, yeah. have traded on... I mean, you think Steel Panther have only got one joke. Elstorm have got about an eighth of a joke. The joke is, well, we're pirates. And you go, right. Anything else? Well, that's funny, isn't it? Pirates? I don't, not sure that that's enough, actually, lads. I'm not sure that's enough that you should be getting to the point where you're headlining Brixton Academy and playing the main stage at the Download Festival to a frankly, depressingly gargantuan crowd with an inflatable rubber duck on stage in front of you. Like, I don't get it. What does inflatable rubber ducks have to do with pirates? I don't know. I, I don't pay enough attention to the Elstorm lure to know what it is. But I just look at their song titles, right? And in the first album, Captain Morgan's Revenge, right? Now you go, oh, that's quite funny because they're a power metal band, they're pirates. Captain Morgan, ha, 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 ha. And they've got songs like Over the Seas, Captain Morgan's Revenge, Nancy the Tavern Wench, Terror on the High Seas, Set Sail and Conquer, Wenches and Mead, right? They're all piratey things, right? They're all piratey sort of pirate, pirate songs about being a pirate. And you go, right, okay, we're doing it a bit tongue in cheek and whatever. You get to their later material and they're doing songs like P-A-R-T-Y, Seventh rum of a seventh rum. Oh, right, yeah, because rum. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and Iron Maiden. Yeah. Bite the hook hand that feeds. <laughs> and you just think... You have, that doesn't even run- scan. It doesn't properly. scan. Come to Brazil. Like, what? what's this got to do? I mean, I'm sure maybe if I listened to it, I'd go, well, ah. Because they got pirates in Brazil. Because they got... Because he went to... Like, you know, chomp, chomp. Hang on, is it, isn't Brazil landlocked, though? So they wouldn't have... Pirates. I wouldn't know about that, mate, but I hope that's true. Well, it's and not on the coast, is it, even... Brazil? Is it? Brazil is, yeah. Uh, it's got a coast, yeah. Okay. Oh, maybe the end. Yeah. I, no, I get it now, then. Ah, I get it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Gen- that's genius. Sh- shit boat, no fans. What? On Curse of the Crystal Coke. Shit boat, no fans. So it's like you've gone from being like, oh, shit, shit what band, we are. No <laughs> shit band, no fans. Yeah, Brilliant. shit. Shit, shit club no fans that's what they're trying to turn brilliant. Right. and brilliant. you just think that like okay so you've gone from being like a comedy 
you put your power metal band and you're pretending to be pirates and you're doing songs about piratey things in a not entirely entirely serious way to literally being like ah ha 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 imagine being a pirate ah ha 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 oh it's so funny ha 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 we're pirates uh but imagine we're pirates but we're power metal pirates but not only we power metal pirates we're kind of like nudge nudge wink wink all seeing all knowing pirate metal pirates from the future and we know about like how silly it is pirate metal's a thing and we're kind of like oh yeah we're like post ironic and stuff and it's like this is now become something which was shit has now become unfathom like unfathomably shit and the shitter they get the bigger they get and it's just I, I said something once about years ago. I remember reviewing the Download Festival for, I think it was actually on Riot Act, and some band were playing the main stage. And the guy had like a flowery shirt on and a leather waistcoat, and he had big bell-bottom pants on. He was a fat bloke. He had a sort of scullet haircut, and he was banging a tambourine on stage and going, like one of those old-school rock bands, right? Right. And I remember thinking, imagine if a Post Malone fan wandered into that. We went, oh, no, come to Download, mate, because <laughs> it's not all, like, fat, old, nerdy, balding <laughs> men going on about the 70s. Okay. And, and you see that, right? Now, take that idea, move it on four years, and turn it into pasty scottish men dressed as pirates playing keytars in front of a blow-up rubber duck and they're playing in front of literally the the headliners aside the biggest crowd of the weekend is it any wonder when you talk about like heavy metal having absolutely no footprint yeah. on mainstream culture at all is it any wonder when most people would look at the bands that are big newer bands that are big and they see that shit do you know what I mean? Like, look at that shit. And then also add into that the fact that the members of Hailstorm, whilst doing Glory Hammer, their other band, a load of absolutely reprehensible, disgusting WhatsApp messages were, le were leaked yeah. of them being racist, misogynistic yep. cunts. And look, look, by the way, as I've sort of discussed at quite a bit of length, over this podcast you go back a couple of months ago and we we're talking about things that you should or shouldn't listen to if you want to listen to Elstorm, you silly bastard if you want to <laughs> listen to Elstorm and you have some kind of close personal connection to the music of Elstorm and you love them and they mean a lot to you for some reason and you saw those messages and you went oh that's not very nice but you know what the music of Elstorm means so much to me that I will continue to listen to it, right? That's that. Uh, that's up to you. That's fine. But <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying they they should be cancelled or dropped. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm not kind of calling for that sort of thing. But it's just more proof that it's not entirely. They're not like characters particularly or anything. They're just they're just horrible bastards in a nasty cynical deeply unfunny shit band who keep getting shitter yeah. and the shitter they get the bigger they get and i just i'm struggling to think of another musical artist who i have as much genuine genuine hatred for as elstorm i i hate them i fucking mm. hate them 
Do you like them, Gaz? Can I shock you? <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck it. This is just reprehensible. Even before all that shit came out, those WhatsApp leaked messages. Oh, that was absolutely fucking dog shit. And like, one of the most depressing evenings of my life, like years and years and years ago, I used to um, I used to regularly DJ uh, at this like alternative club uh, in Peterborough. And there was one night we, we it it was like an ale storm promo night. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. So this would have been oh. yeah, 2010, something like that. Oh. Um, yeah, there was you know like obviously loads of Captain Morgans, shocker. You know, um, shots for a quid and all those bollocks, and um, yeah, promos of the album getting given away. I had to judge. And I had no say in this. I had to fucking do it. I had to judge a sexiest pirate competition. I mean, why are you having to do that? Why are you having to judge a sexiest pirate competition? What the fuck? What What the actual fuck? I've never felt... I've never felt more disgusting and just wretched. You know, the other two guys... Um, I'm not going to name their names. Um, they were loving it. I have never felt more... I felt more uncomfortable that day than I did on my fucking wedding day. Bloody hell. Right. Oh, mate, I, I, we're not at fucking school anymore. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, grow up. I mean, mate, I, I watch... Like, I'm telling these people to grow up. And, yeah, I, I watch YouTube compilation videos of Sweep from City and Sweep, right? Oh, Sweep, because he's funny, right? Sweep is fucking funny. He's fucking funny. He's great. He's just funny, right? And yeah, it's for kids. But my God, I wouldn't go and what I wouldn't go dressed up as Sue to a sooty like club night and go, oh, I hope I get picked as the nicest bow in my hair. I haven't got any hair, but you know, I'm the one who looks most like a panda. Grow up. Yeah. Fucking grow up. It was vile. It's pathetic. And I generally thought, oh, well, this is just going to be like a flash in the pan thing. But no, they've actually got bigger. And is it, I mean, is it a case, right, that we're not the only people that think they're shit? But yes, they've got a lot of fans, right? But why are, when obviously they're such reprehensible, disgusting, vile people, why are they still getting booked to play the main stage of the biggest rock um, festival in the country? Why are they still getting well, co- why are they getting column inches in Hammer? Or they're not getting it in Hammer. They're they're not get, they got it. they got reviewed in Hammer. They got right. Dave Everly gave their last album a one one out of ten review. Oh, good and lads. Said, good lads. Fucking bunch of pricks. Good and lads. And the album shit. Okay. At the end. Good. And 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 then a bunch of nerds were like, trying to cancel culture. It's like it's not cancel culture. No, they're, they're just, rub. They're, they're fucking they're rubbish. Just shit. It's just, they're just, it, that is just a reprehensible individuals aside. The music's dog shit. You are mm. just squirting a little bit of diarrhea on a bit of shit, basically. <laughs> you are you are yeah. you are squeezing. Why you, are you? You those those WhatsApp messages are not like oh that's the reason you shouldn't like no no that you're you're pissing on a dog turd is what you're doing that those WhatsApp messages are the piss that go on a dog turd yeah which is their career why are they getting booked why are they getting booked because they're massive because yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, but nickelback nickelback are massive they're not getting booked for downloads 
Yeah, but Nickelback would get booked for download if Nickelback would agree to do it, and I don't think they would. And I that's the sort of be all and end all. If you sell, you know, there are certain places I think you sell tickets, particularly if you are a if you are a younger quote unquote. I mean, they've been around fifteen years. But if you are a younger metal metal band, yeah, who are able to pull in a sizable crowd at download festival, then you will you will get booked. Ramstein are going to tour. You know, that stuff's happened recently, like Ramstein will yeah, tour. Yeah, I did Everyone see... turn up. I did see a leaked... Uh, I don't know how true it was. I did see a leaked download poster for next year. Mm. I don't know how true that is, to be honest, but yeah. I don't know how true that is, um, but yeah. There was no ACDC on it, so I was like... Oh. Mm. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I mean, I I don't really know. I hear what people say in bits and bobs of this, but I don't really know. And, you know, same with... I would... I wouldn't be surprised if Marilyn Manson goes back out on tour in the next couple of years. Of course he will. I wouldn't be surprised. Of course he'll tour. Right. And, and there'll I still be loads people, of people that go and see him. Yeah. They I, know, but I know people will go. They don't even know. They don't even know a lot of them. Oh. I, said, I said to somebody, Marilyn Manson, and they went, again, in my village, like, another, there's about four or five people. I know this is obviously a very small sample, but... I was like, oh, Marilyn Manson. And they were like, yeah, I love Marilyn Manson. I wonder what he's doing now. I was like, what he's doing now? What he's do- where have you trying been? Not to get, trying not to get arrested for what he's doing now. And they were like, really? What happened? I don't know. Oh, I don't know anything about oh, that. Wow. I liked his last album though. And you just go, all right, yeah, you've just switched off. Because you don't need you don't need to pay attention to Marilyn Manson to just be a fan of, you know, Marilyn Manson from the late 90s and early 2000s. You don't have to... I have said this before. Anyway, but yeah, Elstorm, Elstorm are, I just couldn't pick anything else. They're just no. such a terrible, terrible band. What's your B, Gaz? Uh, my B is, dramatic pause. Hot take. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Hot take this. <laughs> now that's T. <laughs> now it's H, actually. <laughs> fuck you, know. But uh, it's been a long weekend. Uh, my B is, um, well, it's Blondie. <laughs> can't believe this aka the most overrated band in history i just can't believe i'm this sorry mate I'm, you know i like to think we're you know we're we're, we're, we're above cancelling friendships over taste yeah, yeah we are we are <laughs> are you gonna draw the line because i've said something about because i know i know you really like blondie i know i know sam loves blonde there's a lot of people out mm. there like blondie man I tell you what, before you get into it, I'm just going to mm. say this. I listened to Parallel Lines just to just to double check that I was right about this, right? I listened to Parallel Lines, which I think is the best Blondie album, right? Mm. And I was just like, this I'll is keep... brilliant. And I tell you what, it's all all the ones like, picture this, um, will anything happen? I don't know. Uh, I know, but I don't know. Stuff like that. They're great songs. They're great songs. Even Pretty Baby. Like Pretty Baby reminds me of like a sort of 50s they've, they've they've got the same thing to me this is what the, the the allure of blondie to me is they're like they do what the ramones do but they do it in a kind of doo-woppy disco and more kind of pop way than the ramones really kind of attacking those you know, blitzkriegy fifties songs, those fifties rock and roll songs, and I think okay. you know they're the they're the they're the the two sides of a, of the same coin to me. So I, I actually, I mean, obviously, I think the Ramones are better than Blondie if I had to yeah. pick one, but I do love Blondie. But I'm interested to hear what your your take is on this. I, I mean, 
Obviously, you know, I'm going to kind of tread pretty carefully about this because I'm sure there are some people out there just like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> but, you know, I'm talking to one of them right now. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I've always had an issue with Debbie Harry's voice. I think her voice, was it was poor back then. Very monotone. I've always found the songs just incredibly boring. Hanging on the telephone aside. Hanging on the telephone is, fu- is fucking great. Isn't That's super. That's one of the best songs of that era. One song does not make a band great. Right? Um, I don't know. The kind of bandwag, you know, some people would call it, oh, they, they, you know, they're just dipping their fingers lots of pies. And, you know, there was the sort of kind of multifaceted that they could do a bit of this, bit of that. Well. No, I just call that bandwagon jumping. Now, there is no difference between Blondie and fucking Def Havana. What's cool this week? Oh, Gaslight Anthem are cool this week. Oh, we're going to make an album that sounds like that. You know, we were a hardcore band like six months ago. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, no, we wear like flat caps and fucking plaid shirts now. We're like writing these heartfelt fucking love songs. Now, fuck off, mate. You absolute prick. Right? Oh, Disco's big. Here's Heart of Glass. You know, Tide is High. Fuck, he's piss poor cod bread. I fucking hate the Tide is High. I think it's absolutely Tide is High is not great. No, it's it's, great that's no, awful. Really you know, oh, hip hop's now a thing. Here's Rapture. I'm so... I don't know, man. Parallel Lines is not the all-timer people claim it to be. I really, I do generally think that. Um, one way or another, no. I, I always thought that song was shit before it got that second lease of life on bloody Boots cosmetic adverts. Um, I just think they're just an average new wave band that got really fucking lucky because their singer was an ex-Playboy bunny. And like, you know, and like when they came back in 1998, Maria was greeted like the fucking second coming of Jesus Christ. And I think it's just a bang average pop song. It's a bit boring. What, and Maria? I thought, yeah, I think Maria's uh, poor, man. Poor song. I like it. And it's, everyone seems to kind of, I don't know, hold them on its absolute kind of high pedestal. You know, when you're talking about kind of female-fronted punk bands, new wave bands, they got nothing in, you know, comparing to like X-ray specs or something, it's not even fucking. There was not even. It's not even close about who is the better band for me. Oh, mate, uh, X-ray specs. You know, if you're uh, talking about iconic female, you know, front persons. Yeah, um, I, I would never. I would I actually. I think you know, X-ray specs are fucking great, right? Like absolutely, very, very important proper like proper yeah. proper amazing oh, incredibly, interesting incredibly like you know influential spectacular band i think blondie are a bit of a different thing blondie are you know i think they're influential in their own way i think debbie harry yeah was, uh, no, was, no, was, was i never art, said they weren't influential no 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 i know you didn't but oh, i'm incredibly. just saying you know like i think oh, debbie harry debbie harry kind of creates that archetype that is then followed by everyone from Wendy James in Transvision Vamp through to now we're talking. Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo, you know, yeah, like you've yeah. got that through line of all those people. I don't think Debbie Harry is a great singer. What she had is absolute superstar charisma. It's a bit more than her just being an ex-Playboy bunny. I mean, yeah, of course, obviously she's an incredibly beautiful lady, but she also had, I think when you go, go and watch... A, a, the, the episode that when they were on the Muppets was like the, probably the first time I was like okay. actually 
registered blondie right mm. and i was like who's this person and this band they're brilliant they're absolutely right. and they just you know the other four guys are quite unassuming but they look cool they're like a kind of inverse addicted to love by robert palmer video right? <laughs> yeah and yeah and i just thought god they look so cool and yeah they brought that new you know they started as a punk band when punk wasn't really even a thing and then yeah. disco got big and yeah i know they got a lot of grief for going disco but then they become a kind of new wave a new wave band and i think a lot of those bands were finding their feet around that time. I don't think it's just Blondie. I don't think no. you could, you know, you, you you could you could level that that criticism at, at Talking Heads. Yeah, of course. I was about to say know, Talking Heads. Could, yeah, yeah, of course you could. You could. You, could, you could level it at Creeper, which you did on a voice note to me the other yeah. day. Yeah, and I will when we review the album as well. Wow. But then I think there's a difference between. Well, this is more in with Creeper than it is for for Blondie, really. Yeah. But there's there's being cynical about the thing that's happening now and going hey we want to make a, an album which pays homage yeah. to this particular period of time in this particular mm -hmm. thing and it is and, and sets up a world which is i think what creeper have done i really love their new album yeah we've all heard it by it's no by it's no it's no one near as cynically done as the way death of Vanna did it but yeah i'll give creeper no <laughs> i don't really know much about death of Vanna to say but yeah but you know look <sighs> weirdly i think if you go through blondie's greatest hits like if you actually get their kind of greatest, then i think a lot of the songs that are their most well-known songs like you mentioned the tide is high it's not great no. like rapture is i think rapture's very very good but it's far from like their best song no the ones that i do like they're kind of a bit like the police if you're going to that kind of close to you um mm era that first police album with all stuff like hanging on the telephone and call me and all that sort of stuff i like i yeah. the fast i really really like all all of those singles and then yeah they, there is a bit of a sort of slumber actually i think again you go back to them as an album track band and they've got some really really great album tracks again you know i suppose it depends on what you're looking for or if you know if you treat if you if, if you consider them like a punk band or whatever and all those things i think you know could potentially um blur into how you feel about blondie but i don't think you know i don't really I, care i don't really care well i watch kind of you know i'm, I'm not mm, one of those kind of you know no, no, genre really nazis but no, i think like fact, back in the day they got a lot of oh, no, no, like oh they've sold course, out punk rock course. and all this but stuff i think i think like, in regards okay, to like, a lot of those kind of late 70s let's call them new wave bands right you know the cars yeah. talking heads, all that i just think all those other bands that, that were around them at the time were fucking streets ahead you know, the, the you've, car, I mean, you've, the, you've, the mentioned car, the, two, you've mentioned two who are clearly, well, but then, yeah. Were, yeah, but, but, but I think the cars never get the credit that, that mm. Blondie seem to get. I don't know why. Is it because they wrote Drive? I, I don't know, but you know, you listen oh, to that, thought, those, er, those early cars stuff. Is, yeah, oh, mate, they're fucking brilliant, unbelievable. Man. Yeah, it's, but you, it's you, so you take you take Blondie over like the Vapors or. Or no, the, the vapors wrote turn of Japanese. Like, no, the vapors wrote turn of I can't even say it. Turn of Japanese. Japanese. That's, Name another song. The best yeah, of the exactly. vapors. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're yeah, a one-hit yeah, yeah. wonder. Is what they are. So that one hit is better than anything Blondie ever wrote. Oh fucking is it? Fuck. Yes, no it fucking way. is. So is my Sharona. My Sharona is a great tune. That's twice I mentioned my Sharona this this week. Yeah, yeah. The show. that's how good it is. <laughs> And the word the our Yankovic version was it not nine coronas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, there you go. That's what yeah. that's what you think. Like that's there we go. Pick. So, yeah. pick. I'm, I got. I'm I finally it, but... got it off my chest. Good. Uh, right. My B might surprise some of you. It's back to school. Mini maggot. 
by Deftones. But hold on there. Well, the opening track to White Pony, Steve. <laughs> Look. Right. Now, this is the thing. Now, I don't give a shit that it's not the zeitgeist. It's not cool to be like, oh, yeah, the albums are dead. The album's dead. Who cares about albums? We're a playlist generation now. Blah, 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 blah. All that stuff, right? I don't care. If you're making an album, I would actually quite like you to still make an album. Otherwise, don't make an album. Respect the format of an album or don't make it because there are some pieces of work throughout history, albums that are perfect, that you wouldn't want to change, you wouldn't want to do anything with. Rain in Blood, when they added those two extra songs at the end, what are you doing that for? Why are you doing that? Why you, you, you want to end on Raining Blood? Obviously. Obviously yeah. you do. Where'd you go Idiots. After that? Nowhere. Yeah, why, why are you adding Ooh. those two songs on? Don't need them. Do not need them, right? There is nothing as heinous, in my view, as fucking around with a classic album. The thing is, you can whack two songs on the end and people might go, oh, why have they done that? It would have been perfect, but they've added these two. You can just treat them like bonus tracks. When you are putting a song <laughs> that the band don't even like no. at the top of their greatest, it's not my personal favourite Deftones album, but it is their greatest artistic achievement, White Pony. What have Spotify and Apple Music and streaming services in general, what have they done this for? What have they added Mini Maggot back to school? Because let me tell you, right, I got a, don't ask me how, I knew someone who knew someone who knew Deftones and I got a CDR copy of White Pony about three months before it came out. Wow. With different track listings. So Fetish Area, the opening song on the album was called Oh my God, I've still got it somewhere. I can't remember what it's called now. But anyway, quite a few of them. I think like Street Carp had a different name as well. I can't remember what the name was, but they all had, they had different names. They had different names. And Pink Maggot, it was Changing the House of Flies. Mm. Then it was Back to School, yeah. Mini Maggot. Then it was Pink Maggot. And that was it. And then when the song, when it came out, Mini Maggot gone. Pink Maggot ended it. And then also, if you bought the right one, you got the Boys Republic or Boys... Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Boys Republic, the bonus track on it, which is a fucking brilliant song. I will have that. You know, if you're going to put a great sort of a bonus track on it, like, fine. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. What happened to that sort of rap metal song that they put on at the end of the album? And then, lo and behold, it comes out as its own EP a few yeah. months later. And it's a video and it becomes a really big hit because new metal at the time. Mm. And then... I was like, oh yeah, great. Okay, so, you know, we all win because ultimately that song doesn't really properly fit, I don't think, on White Pony, really. And it's got its own little EP. Stick it over there, cool. It's got a few remixes, live tracks, whatever. Yeah. But it's basically a kind of bit of a sort of deluxe single of that, right? It's a, a single release, fine. One day I go, I'm... Um, on a train, on a long train journey, I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to White Pony. And I just get it out, White Pony, click on it, click play without looking at it. And ding, 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 it comes in. And I was like, oh, what's happened here? Is it on random? And I looked at it and I was like, why? 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 Why have you done that? Why? And I don't know why, but I tell you what, I hate it. I fucking hate it. 
I hate what it does to that record. I hate, I just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why they, they fuck with that. I mean, I do because looking at it, it's got 52 million streams mm. on Spotify. Although saying that, Digital Bath has got 85 million streams. Passenger's got 84 million streams. Mm. Change the House of Flies has got 306 million streams. So it would be the fourth, it's the fourth biggest song on the album anyway. So yep. why are you putting it at the top where it doesn't belong? You fucking idiots. That album should start with Fair Sherry. It's... It, like it, maybe it makes me sound like some sort of weird OCD anal idiot, but I can't hack it, Gaz. I can't hack back to school being the opening song of White Pony. Go fuck yourself, whoever did that. Go yeah. fuck yourself, you you twat, you big twat, you big ugly <laughs> smelly ass twat with no respect for art at all. You shit. Yeah, well, new metal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, I, I don't think not new metal though. Well, no, it's not. But you know, you know, they were classed as new metal at one time. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think you know what White Pony was the absolute kind of sma- instant smasheroo that I think people were expecting at the time. I don't think it was massive. I think it only really started selling after Back to School was a huge video hit. And I, I do believe that's why... Obviously, this was not a fucking death tour. We all know this was not a fucking Chino, whoever, Steph Carpenter, whatever, Deftones decision. This was an absolute record company decision. There was obviously some fucking bullshit clause buried deep in that fucking contract saying they could re-release the album and, and put any of the extra tracks on where they wanted or something. There must have been, right? Because I, yeah, I, I remember... Um, yeah, like the um, the Mini Maggot EP because they had like sort of pink kind of they have like Japanese writing. It was almost like a manga kind of cover, wasn't it, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it had um, a cheerleader in a star it. on yeah, the front. That cover was it. That was it. Um, yeah, it, it did kind of confuse me that yeah, like yeah, even I don't know if it's like it now. Um, if you if, if you you got Spotify, bring you can bring up um, White Pony. What's going? Yeah. What's the opening track on it? Not the deluxe oh. reissue. If, the, if you can just find like the, you know the the original version of. Uh, it's not the, on here. That you, you don't get the choice. What you got White Pony or yeah. you, there's only one version of White Pony. Oh, what's the opening or you track? Get, it's back to school. Fuck. Fuck. Or you yeah. get the White yeah. Pony twentieth. Yeah, anniversary yeah, yeah, deluxe yeah, yeah. edition that does open with Fetish Sherry, but that only has been out for a couple of years. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I've got that on um, put that on vinyl um, last yeah, year. Me too. Fucking lovely, fucking lovely. Just to add, to, just quickly, yeah. Uh, White Pony debuted it on the US, debuted at the U on on the US Billboard charts at number three, below "Oops, I Did It Again" by Britney Spears, <laughs> selling one hundred seventy-eight thousand copies in its first week. Went mm. gold on September the seventh, two thousand. Bearing in mind that it came out in June the twentieth, two thousand. Yeah. So it took three months. To That's what gold. I mean. I think it was falling down pretty quick. There was obviously, you know, as we both know, there was a fuck ton of hype about this album. Oh my god! Um, but I think it, I think it kind of fell pretty quick, and it was only after, yeah. Mini Maggot, you know, back to school, being the huge fucking kind of hit it was with the you know with the new it was a very new metal video with the skateboarding and yeah all that you know the the disenfranchised youth around the school and stuff. 
I remember um, seeing a graph in Kerrang around the time that hybrid theory had been out for a year and had really sort of blown up. Hmm. And it had a graph of like, oh, here's the pig selling metal records in the US. And hybrid theory was on like 10, 12 million at this point, hmm. right? And it was so far ahead of everything. I looked at everything else and it was like, Untouchables by Corn had about two million. Mm. I think Toxicity had come out and had already sold one and a half, two million, and that was not that long after this. Um, Down with the Sickness had sold about five million. <laughs> hot Dog, uh, Chocolate Starfish, and Hot Dog Flavored Water had sold about sort of seven million. Yeah. And then it had White Pony, and it was on like one point two five million copies. And I was like, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah. That's mad to me that somebody would. There were there were these sort of three point seven five million people that owned Down with the Sickness that didn't <laughs> that didn't own White Pony. You just think that is absolutely mad. That is mad. Well, you could have this, yeah, this glorious, you know, hundred dollar steak, or you could have a hot dog covered yeah. in, you know, shit. Yeah, yeah, ale, yeah, yeah. Washed down with some ale storm. So, and obviously, people chose the fucking hot dog. There's no account for taste in America. Really, there isn't. Anyway, there you go. I, just a very, very annoying thing. Uh, what is your C, Gaz? My C is no. That's not my list. Uh, where are we? Fucking hell. My C is CD prices. We're going back to the nineties here. <laughs> Back to the well, back mm. to the safe, uh, safe haven, safe place. Um, yeah. Look, you know the prices. The prices were fucking extortion. Obviously, I'm I'm going back here to the kind of early to mid nineties, basically up until about you know ninety eight, when I discovered Play dot com and Amazon and being oh you could buy CDs for a tenner. What? And then, obviously, around the same time in 1998, just someone telling me about, well, oh, you should download this bit of software called Napster. It's brilliant. You can get hold of anything yeah. you want. Download it to your computer. I was like, okay. Um, you, the prices were absolutely extortionate. You didn't have a choice. I've gone on about this on various other podcasts over the years and stuff. Like, you know, I always, I always, always bring up the story of, like, how much I paid for fucking Scream, Dracula's Scream. And Sleepy Eyed by Buffalo Tom, the one that's got Tangerine and Summer on it and stuff. The one of it, I think it's 95, 96. You know, they were both like 17 quid each. Non-chart yeah. CDs. Basically, the rock stuff that I wanted to buy, you know, I remember, you know, playing fucking like 16 quid for the fucking Honeycrack album. <laughs> you know, it's just, just mad. It was I meant- bought a Relapse rec- Record sampler, mm. right? Just a absolute, which now costs like three quid. Yeah. Or something, double disc relapse record thing, eighteen ninety nine. Yeah, import, eighteen ninety nine. Import prices, man. I'm like, I remember. I mean, this is. I'm this goes to show. This is kind of the perfect example, right? Of why. But I'm kind of I'm moaning about CD prices, but also the mugs we were. We fucking paid it, right? This is like like I'm I'm going back to I don't know when it was been April or May, uh, nineteen ninety five, right? I had a bit of disposable income. And I was, you know, I was a huge, huge Oasis fan. I wanted to buy everything. I wanted all the B-sides and stuff. And I remember buying um, the Japanese import 
CD version of the Some Might Say single because it had two extra tracks on it. It had the demo version of Some Might Say, which Noel Gallagher sung. Um, it's quite good. It's a bit slower. It's actually quite good. Though. I it's, think I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird hearing Noel sing it. And uh, Noel's acoustic cover of uh, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away, which I think he did for like World's AIDS Day mm. or something like that. Yeah. Um... But the other four tracks were basically the ones that were on the single. You know, talks like Acquiesce and Head Shrinker and uh, some like so. 24 quid I paid for that. Oh, what man, a mug. Outrageous. What a mug, right? But it doesn't stop there, right? It was just, it was ridiculous. Do you remember the Britannia Music Club? Oh, mate, of course. Yeah, right? You know, after that initial offer of, you know, the six CDs for a quid or whatever it was, you know, how the, you, know, you always used to see the double page adverts in, you know, yeah. your, your weekend supplements. Um, you were then contracted to buy at least four CDs a year from the from that little catalogue they sent mm-hmm. you. And if you didn't Crap opt catalog. out, yeah, yeah, and you had to send back the, the the form at the end to opt out. You couldn't just go, "Oh, I'm going to opt out." Now, if you didn't send that thing back, they would send you their monthly recommendation, which is always something awful, like the fucking Boo Radley's Wake Up Boo album or something like that. And you had to pay, and you had to pay if they sent it to you. You had to pay like eighteen quid. For that fucking yeah, album, they were really expensive. Oh, I remember getting rip offs. I, 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 I can get, I can get. I think one of the, I can't remember what I got because I said to my mum, like, "Can we do this?" And I yeah, picked the CD. That's what I did. I, that's what yeah, I did. And I got I "Decade" by Duran Duran was one of them that I got. Nice. That's, that's, that's before before Greatest came out, so it was yeah. pre. Kind that was of, just the eighty stuff. That was pre, like yeah, it finished pre, on like all she wants is. I think mm, yeah, yeah it's pre wedding album and all that. Yeah, and yeah, and then sort of scanning through a few years later when I was into metal going fucking hell yeah like what can I get out of the this the closest so you can get like the best of status quo or something I did actually get the more things changed by Machine Head from there actually wow fucking hell yeah I saw that and I was like oh wow god bloody hell that. got to have that even though it's six sixteen ninety nine, and I can yeah. see it's eleven ninety nine for the digipack as well you go to the shops it's got the yep. negative creep and, and ice tea cover on it yeah and it's twelve ninety nine. I got it sent through for seventeen ninety nine without those songs. Yeah. Without those songs, brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just it was just fucking ridiculous. And like the the music industry, you know, because it it cost pennies to produce this shit, pennies for the case, the, the inlay art, and the CD itself. No wonder the seconds programs like Kazar and Napster. And all, you know, LimeWire yeah. and, and all this. No fucking wonder. And I'll happily hold my hand up and go, fuck yeah, man. You could download a whole discography at the click of a button. Of course I've got to fucking do it. And the music industry, it took them years. Unfortunately, it, it's fucked a lot of things now because yeah. CD sales obviously financed, you know, concert um, ticket prices and all this kind of shit. I get, I get that. Um, but it was, it, it was just mad. But, like I would say, you, you know, you you spent seventeen quid on on this bit of plastic. It was an investment, man. You were gonna fucking like it. And if you thought a bit, oh, I don't know, man. You listen to it, listen to it, because you basically forward. And they're the albums that you still listen to now. So it's, it is a moan, but it's also a kind of, ah, oh, you know, yeah. But yeah, I, I got that's true. Yeah, yeah. And it was it's it so was true. just it was fucking outrageous. And I you know I remember someone telling me one time, like when Tesco started doing CDs, someone telling me. Tesco's doing chart CDs for a tenner. And so when I saw that, I was like, well, that's all the high street shops fucked. This was even before streaming software. When Tesco started undercutting 
they were buying all their CDs and and they were holding them in 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 a stock room in the Isle of Wight or the Isle of Man or something, but they didn't have to pay VAT. With, what with with wet leg and level forty two? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it was Mark King's Mark King's fucking garage. He had stacks <laughs> of fucking. <laughs> Stacks of Simon and Garfunkel CDs in there, you know. The greatest hits of Guns N' Roses. Yeah. In, yeah. When that came out. I got that yeah. for six ninety nine in Tesco. I bought mm. Shatterproof is not a challenge by hundred reasons in Tesco. And I remember thinking to myself, this is weird. Yeah. Buying this band's second album in a yeah. Tesco. It was weird. Anyway. But they were doing they were on the cut and everyone by like four or five quid. They were gonna fucking do it. Right. And then, you know, that's where we are now. But you're quite right, mate. Exactly. Right. For my C, I have picked Changing your band's name. <sighs> uh, there might be a few people that are like, well, actually, when it comes to this. So, in advance, we may, we may, we may disagree on some things. Has there ever been, and I don't just mean in music, actually, has there ever been a successful rebrand? Do you ever call Twitter X? No. Of course no. you don't. Of course you fucking don't. It's Twitter, isn't it? Of course you don't. Like, do you, do you ever do, when they tried to change Coco Pops to to Choco Krispies? Oh fuck me! I've totally forgotten that. Like no, they've changed fucking. Have you seen Lilt's gone? Is it what's it called now? Uh, Fanta grapefruit and right. Well, it's going to be shocking. Lilt, isn't it? It's going to be Lilt. Like you know, the only mm. one I can think of that you probably still call the same thing. The only successful rebrand I can think of anything in my life is Snickers. Used to be Marathon. Marathon. I think everyone still calls them Snickers. Like, you know, I there was a there was a, a spa shop down my village and it closed down and got bought by one stop. Yeah. Everyone called it a spa shop. Still. There's another one. There used to be a, a, a little sweet shop called WF Lee. Yeah. Everyone called it Wheelers, because the people before it called Wheelers. The, the people who owned Wheelers yeah. and ran Wheelers had died before I was born and I still <laughs> called it still called wheelers. wheelers right I still Amazing. was like oh going down Wheelers always right so I think changing your band's name is always going to be a risky thing and I'm going to take one first that was sort of forced upon them mm. heck stroke baby Godzilla right yeah there was a lot of hype around baby Godzilla Massive. when they were baby Godzilla loads right now i love those guys and i love that band baby godzilla is a better name than heck it just is right it's rad and and the merch with the you know the the baby godzilla on the merch and stuff was fucking cool and everyone was like that mad band baby godzilla and then because of godzilla trademark and they're very aggressive the godzilla trademark people they had to change their name and they changed it to Heck. And I feel like, you know, the album they released as Heck, Instructions, was brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant, comfortably yeah. the best thing that they ever did as a collective. But it was something that has massively just stalled their momentum. And it's a real shame. And it's something that's completely out of their control. Yeah. But changing your band name is risky. It's fucking risky. Does And we did it the other week. Does anyone know what to call Puff Daddy? Diddy, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy. Like, we don't know. I still call him Puff Daddy. I don't know what to oh, call him. It depends. I think it depends on your age. What you call. Yeah, it probably does, yeah. What you call Puff Daddy. Like Wheelers and WF Lee. And <laughs> exactly. Just like that. Yeah. Puff Daddy died before we were born. We still call him mm. Puff Daddy. <laughs> but there are some bands who change their name. And I do think, I don't really, I don't really understand 
the purpose of you changing your name. Soft play, aka slaves, right? Now, yeah. One soft play is a dreadful name. Awful fucking name. Absolutely horrific name. Yeah. Terrible, right? Terrible. And slaves isn't a great name particularly either, right? No. But well, and I know no. I, I know they got a lot of grief because people were like, "Well, you've gone woke and blah, 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 for changing your name to slaves and stuff." And like I don't I wouldn't go that far, but I do sort of think to myself, what are you trying to say here by changing your name from slaves? Like the word slaves. I don't think like we all know what slaves are. We all know yeah. it's not a good thing, right? <sighs> Having a slave is not a very nice thing for you as an individual to do. But it's not like they're going slaves, open brackets, we think the slavery and entrapment of human beings is brilliant, close brackets. <laughs> right? Mm. It's just the word meaning thing. It could mean so many things we are slaves we are slaves to societal structures we are slaves to we are like you know what i mean that is a word yeah. that's been used in a lot of different contexts and in this particular context it has no context because it is just the word slaves yeah. and so i'm a little bit like okay what well, i don't think anyone's going oh yeah that band slaves they love slaves. They think slavery is great. They, 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 they hated the emancipation of the slaves. And like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think them going, we're changing our name to soft play. They, everyone suddenly went, oh, brilliant. So there's, so there's no more slaves in the world anymore. There's no more slavery. There's no more human trafficking. No, no. We just by changing our band name, we we got rid of that. They ended it. They they ended yeah, it no. by opening soft play centers. That's yeah, how they yeah. ended slavery. You you know that you haven't actually like you haven't actually done anything, have you? you haven't actually no. changed. You've you've made your band name less recognisable, and yeah. you've made it a worse band name, and you've confused yeah. a lot. Like when they were announced as the headliners for Two Thousand Trees, I was like, "Ooh, yeah." I was like, "Fucking hell, I am out of touch because I don't I haven't got a clue who that band are." Yeah, I didn't know until I saw the picture. You know, the thumbnail picture. I was like, "Oh, oh, it's those two. Yeah. Oh my goodness me. And yeah, you know there. You know there are obviously there are others as well. Lady A, formerly Lady Antebellum. Mm. Um, Antebellum was, I believe, a a house that in the south that had. There are a few of these. There's obviously there's mm. the chicks, the Dixie chicks, Lady yeah. Antebellum. Um, Dixie who... Chicks is probably the only one I'm just like yeah cool I'm fine I'm absolutely fine with that yeah I mean yeah I, I I think that that you could go oh they're saying they are Dixie Chicks do you know what I mean like they are saying mm. that's that's what they are so I could I can kind of understand that I still can't think of them as anything other than you know when we were talking about them the other week I was like the Dixie yeah. The, the chicks, the yeah, you chicks, still have, the yeah, chicks. no, I'm the same. Yeah, you still have to like correct yourself. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, if, you, if you go up to the average Joe on the street and go, "What was the name of that band that got cancelled in America because they spoke out about their hatred of George Bush?" Everyone will go, "Oh, Dixie Chicks." 
Yeah. No one to go chicks. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, like Lady Antebellum changing her name to Lady A. I don't think anyone's going to... Like, again, Lady A is a really bland, boring name. Really bland, boring name. And they did it in the aftermath of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement. And I would question what they think is going to happen to systemic racism on the back of that name change. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing. Literally, no. literally. The only thing that has happened is they get to pat themselves on the back and say, aren't we nice people? That's it. That's it. And, you know, if they... Look, if you want to change your name, you can. And if you want to use whatever reason you see fit to change your name, you can. I'm kind of very much of the belief that once you've picked a name you're kind of stuck with it when you're a band, particularly if you're an established band. Like, True. you know, when we were in Stegel, I remember us releasing our first album and people still, it was S-T-E-G-E-L, right? Stegel. And that's not how you, that's not how you pronounce Stegel. Like, you wouldn't think, like everyone's called a Stegel and Stegel and stuff like that. And I was like, this name is rubbish. It's rubbish. We should change it. And we'd only had like one album out and everyone, we can't change it. We've got an album out now. Like we can't yeah. change it. We're no. stuck with it. You're fucking stuck with it. And I do think you're kind of stuck with it. Unless yeah. you're called something really, like there's that band again, again, Hurricane Party, who changed their name after in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. It's like, well. Oh, they changed, the, was it Roadstar? Yeah. I mean, there was and shit just, anyway. It's not, and you just think yeah. like, if you, yeah. did you need an actual hurricane to happen for you <laughs> yeah. to know that hurricanes yeah. are dangerous? Like when you were putting the band together, did you not go, what about hurricane party? What's a hurricane? Don't know. I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue. I think it's no. some sort of party popper. No. Right. So yeah, hurricane party. Yeah, obviously. Right. <laughs> I think it's some kind of dessert, a hurricane. No, you know what a fucking hurricane is. You moron. It's like people, it's like people who have kids and they go, oh, I tell you what, until you've had kids, you can't, yeah, I, I used to laugh at jokes about, you know, kids being in peril or whatever. And now I've had kids, I can't laugh at it. And I was like, did you really need to have children to realise that killing children was bad? Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Like, that makes you seem like a fucking weirdo to me. It doesn't make you right. seem like, like, oh God, what yeah. a lovely moralistic yeah. person you are. I mean, it just means you used to be a psychopath. It's yeah. like, fucking hell, I'm going to buy you a, a cow and a cat and a dog and a a rabbit and just so you know you're not you're not actually supposed to kill anything really by the way mm. you don't have to own it to know that it's so it's so weird like you knew what a fucking hurricane was lads yeah. you knew what a hurricane was like oh god i didn't realize they kill people of course they fucking do exactly you knew that so it seems like just those things sound seem to me like absolute grandstanding and they always change it to something shittier and people yeah, they always do. call them the same the, the same thing anyway yeah. so I'm just like I don't really see the point I really don't see the point like the thing I, I'm like, most if, 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 if you I'm trying to think I'm trying to th trying to think of a band with food in their title um, what band has food in the title any any band Jelly, that jellyfish right I could say my nan yeah. choked on a bit of jelly can you change your name <laughs> 
I got stung oh, by shit. jellyfish last yeah, year. We, we didn't re- we didn't realize that je- that people could die choking on jelly, so we've had to change it. Like it's like yeah, yeah, you know, like it's really sad. What Hurricane Katrina is awful, really, really awful. Yeah, and you're called her. No, it doesn't say Hurricane open brackets Katrina was brilliant close brackets party. Nobody thinks that, no. and if they do, they're just they're probably not really worth paying that much attention to because they just they just want to have they just want to have a moan i doubt anyone i doubt anyone was looking at twitter on their roof that was flooded you know a flooded roof during hurricane katrina and went oh there's a band called hurricane well that's 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 really rub salt in the wounds isn't it they're celebrating hurricanes how dare they um mate it's so weird and it it always seems to be something that just it never sticks and you know like (laughs) Millions of dead cops <laughs> didn't change their name. <laughs> no. It's uh, a fucking great band name, though, isn't it? It's is. <laughs> fucking great. It band is. Name. It is. Yeah. And I just think, like, you, you know, like, I remember the anthrax, you know, we got to, anthrax, we've got to change their name. When all the. the sort of oh, yeah. In the US. Yeah. You, better, you better change your name. Or we were thinking about changing our name. And they didn't in the end because no. in the end, they realised that people, well, when they, they saw the band Anthrax, they weren't going, they've gone, oh, they've formed a yeah. band to, to like capitalise on the popularity of trying to murder people with Anthrax. Didn't they, didn't they come out with like big like boiler suits on with t-shirts that said we're not changing our yeah. fucking name or something, wasn't it? And, uh, yeah. 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 And, you know, yeah. like ISIS haven't even changed their name. Yeah. You know? Like, because... I don't think, you know, they were around before and, and I don't think anyone looks at Aaron Turner and goes, oh, he, he loves a jihad, that guy. Like, no, I don't think anyone who's, who pays attention to these bands actually no. thinks that. It's just fucking... Do you think... I mean, they're not th- around anymore, so... No. I'm changing their name, but, you know. No. I'm just, I just, I'm just, I'm just amazed that... I'm just amazed that people still seem to... That, that you know, slaves slash soft play have actually still got fans to warrant headlining a pretty decent sized they did independent actually, festival. They released a song a while back, uh, which I actually thought was quite good. Which was oh, really taking the piss out of the people that were doing what I've just done and said that they shouldn't have changed their name. And it right. was actually, it's actually quite a good song. And I think some of the sort of moaning about. Oh, you've gone woke and oh you're sucking up to the like that that like I don't really care about that. I just think it's not a good name. And what made you think that the just the word slaves on its own is enough to make you seem like it, it I don't think it makes them seem like bad people that they decided to call their band slaves. I just don't. No. They're actually they're actually they're actually nice guys. I met them many, many, many years ago. Yeah, like I just when them Yeah, like on. when they were starting out, I I met them. You know, um, right at this um, um, this girl's house, who was like, who was um, was doing one of my tattoos. They were actually staying at her house. They'd done a gig, local gig, like the night before, and they were just kind of sort of hanging out for the afternoon before sort of driving off. And they were like, yeah, lovely guys, really nice guys. Yeah, it, yeah, it was mad that you know, like seeing them like six months later, off fucking Jules Holland. Holland. Like yeah. what? This this is weird. Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's my one. By the way, a tall man robbed my house once, so I demand Big Thief change their name to, <laughs> uh, I don't know, Bouncy Castle Mates or something. Much better name. Much better. Much better much name. Better. What's your D, Gaz? Uh, D is for uh, another hot take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Ideas for death magnetic, Steve. <laughs> I'm not sure this is that hot a take, actually. This is no, not as hot not. a take as no, the blonde really. one, to be honest. As the years go by, I think this is becoming a less and less hot take. This is Metallica's worst album, unquestionably, for me. Well. Unquestionably. Unquestionably? Yeah. I'm happy to come in. Mean, I will question in that. In my opinion. In my opinion. Yeah. Okay. You know, the... What year did this come out? 2008? Seven. 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 Yeah, 2007. Did This was oh, that no, kind 2008. of... 2008. It was 2008. It sorry. was 2008. Yeah. It was that era of like... I, call it, I called it uh, the loudness wars. Mm. The brick wall in production had got so fucking ridiculous by this point. You know, the constant fucking... You know, clipping top, you know, the like le- levels, like the clipping of the levels and the oversaturation. It just sounded just so many fucking like rock albums at the time just sounded shockingly bad on CD. You know, Yes and Anger sounded like shit. I'll get, you know, don't throw me under that bus, but at least it, like, it had, for me, it had songs, it had energy, it had vitality, and it had a better snare sound. You know. Um, this, you know, De- Death Magnetic for me is it's a it's a Metallica record written by kind of committee, even more committee like than St. Anger was. If this, for, this to me, this is the sound of a band in the middle of an absolute midlife crisis. People said St. Anger was the sound of a band that had lost their way and working out where the fuck they fit in. This album just sounds like a midlife crisis wolf shopping at an Armani store with your with your fucking gold credit cards. You know, Rick Rubin told him to write this you know, write this the unwritten second half of Master of Puppets. Why? I don't want that. I've already got Master of Puppets. I don't want a bunch of fucking millionaire rock stars pretending to be young and hungry again because it just doesn't fucking happen. Precisely why I do don't ever fucking want an, a new Rage Against the Machine album. Please, God, do not give yeah, me a new Rage Against the Machine album. It would be fucking terrible. It would be an embarrassment. Right? I think Zach like... would be all right. Yeah, but, exact, exact but, yeah, but if I want to hear Zach, uh, I'll listen to, what was it, Heart of a Lion? And stuff yeah. like that. One was Day's Heart a Lion. Pardon? One Day's a Lion. That's the one. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, that's fucking great. Um, you know, on Death Magnet, the riffs are stale. They're kind of recycled. You can't whistle them. There's no kind of memorable stuff on there. Yeah, the solos are back. I'll give you that. And Kirk Hammett's like fucking front and centre in the mix. Like that, hey, like begging to be heard. Like, hey, it's okay. We're back, baby. Look, kids. Solos. Look, I've got my wah-wah back. Ooh. You know, the, the, the lyrics are fucking embarrassingly trite. You know, mangled flesh, snapping spines, dripping bloody valentine. Go away. All the songs are fucking like three, three minutes too long. It's the whole Tarantino thing. People are too kind of scared to tell them. You yeah. need to self-edit. You need to fucking self-edit, right? And then there's the fucking 10-minute instrumental hell of Suicide and Redemption. You know, it's like crawling through treacle whilst listening to a shit version of Karma to Burn. You know, Lars has never sounded worse than he has on this album. He sounds fucking terrible. I fucking love Metallica. And I fucking love Hardwired. I think Hardwired is a fucking really, hell, of an, hell of an album. The best Metallica album of the 21st century. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah easily. Just you know, Metallica, by the way. Just Metallica. Yeah, yeah, fair. Mm. But, you know, for me, um, Death Magnetic is comfortably the, their worst, by far their worst album. 
I'm looking at the track listing now, and I am pretty shocked at how long the songs are because I don't remember them. Yes, longer. this is oh 75 minutes long. This album, yeah, I'm but it was still this. it was still one CD. I'll give it that. Yeah. I'll give it that. Uh, that was just your life as an open track. I really like. I remember going uh, to see them at the O2. I thought it was really good. Almost like your life. Almost yeah. like your dun dun dun. But it's, yeah, got, I, it's got like three minutes of just meh at the start of it. Just get rid of that. Just yeah, get but that, that was the, the intro of the. That was them walking on stage. Yeah, but I'm it? not watching. Yeah, but I'm I'm sitting at home listening to the CD. Yeah, but they're writing that with that in mind. I'm guessing, uh, right? Yeah. The end of the line, I think, has got a quite a nice bouncy riff to it. I don't think it's a great song. But I think I like the chorus. I think I like oh, the, is that the one that goes down, 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 down. Broken, beaten, scarred. Oh, yeah. I don't need that particularly. No. The day that never comes is not great. I don't no, think. No. I think that's quite poor. All nightmare long again. Yeah, the thrashy. The yeah, that's a good song. That's. A good I, song. I'll, I'll take that. I'll give you that. I think cyanide gets a pretty bad rap. It's the one that got stays in their set list. I think it's all right. It's not yeah. great, but it's all right. Yeah, and then and then the rest of it is not great, right? No. So for me, that's one, two, three, four songs out of ten that I think are good. Couple that are all right. I mean, again, like Judas Kiss is fine. My Apocalypse is fine. You know, it's all right. I guess like stuff that are, in comparison with well, look, look, this even takes an anger out of the conversation because I think that's one for true crap pop when it comes out of the hat. Yeah. And I know some people are St. Anger enthusiasts and fair Hello. play to you in your mad ears, but... I'm, I'm waving. I know you are, mate. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying not, I'm not even ignoring you. You're going to have to go, Dan, Dan, you can't Dan, hear me. I'm Dan. over here. Look what uh, I'm doing. Look what um, I'm doing. But I have to say, for me, yeah, let's just park that. Look, look. St. Anger is in the true crap pop hat because... Oh, for look a good at, reason. Look at the making of it. Like, whether or not you think it's good, look at the making of it, look at the reception to it, look at what yeah. happened during it. It is absolutely, it might be the absolute quintessential true crap pop album. Like, everything yeah. around it, and everybody's got an opinion on it. It absolutely yeah, has to be have. in there. Really so let's park even talking about that. Yeah, I think 72 Seasons is nowhere near as good as this. I think 72 Seasons is a massive load of old bum, personally. Having yeah. you know, lived know with it, it for is. the year now. I mean, yes, you're right. I, I feel like Death Magnetic is this, right? So St. Anger, you get the kind of the Black Album load reload yeah. years, right? Which yeah. I will stick up for. I do yeah. think, obviously, Same. the Black Album is a legit classic. I will always go to bat for Load. I think Reload is not as good. You then no. get Garage Inc. You get S&M. I think both of them are great as great. well. St. Anger comes along in a very odd period. Mm. We'll talk about that another time. But they need to come back and... Like, what do you do after that? Well, Metallica basically pulled a U2. You know, after Pop, U2 yeah. went... Oh, went back fuck. to the well. That go back to like just be the 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 thing that everybody thinks we are right, yeah. and that's what Death Magnetic is. And in terms of a, a sort of I don't know how would you say it? like a reset, like some kind of reset. I think yeah, it, anger, it is an absolute in, reset. in the aftermath of anger. I think Death Magnetic is good. I think you then have to wait eight fucking years for Hardwired to self destruct. I think when that comes along, that is an even better version of this. Definitely oh, yeah. got the track listing up in front of me here now. I mean, it's a bit long winded. The, the middle bit, the, the the kind of seconds, what third, apart from the last song, is a bit. Uh, 
Like the oh mate, the, I, the, am the, I the Lemmy tribute brilliant. song is rubbish. Yeah, that Mer- should have been amazing, but it was rubbish. Yeah. I think Am I Savage is fucking excellent. I love that. But do you know, Hardwired to Self Destruct is actually only about three minutes longer than Death Magnetic. I know it could have fit it on one CD. Could have fucking fit on one CD. Mental. But you know, like you've got the title track opening, which oh, is great. Atlas Rises pretty good brilliant. now we're dead moth in the flame brilliant moth in the flame excellent so more yeah all right halo and fire is all right as well confusion yeah. man unkind i don't like here comes no. avengers all right and my savage is great i think and then yeah, yeah you got spit out of the bone at the end which is really good as well so Amazing. you would go like oh yeah they're, they're back on it you yeah. get to 72 seasons and, it is bum and i'm sorry but like when i first heard the title track i was i was genuinely i was like oh but then yeah. I did listen to the album like when it came out. I remember like you and uh, you Sam. and Sam reviewing it. Yeah, you and Sam reviewing it. And it's going, Ugh. and I, I, it was a case of me trying to convince myself. Come on, it, I, I, I was talking to someone a third person. I was like, come on, guys, it's fucking Metallica. Come on, mm. it's getting, it's, it's not, it's not great. It's flabby, long-winded, and it is bum. I it think is it, bum. I think it might be. The thing is, I do think St. Anger is the worst Metallica album, but then I think at least there's a few bits on it that are kind of memorable. This is, I, I, I'm yeah. now getting to the point where I think 72 Seasons actually might be the worst Metallica yeah. album. Cause it's I haven't even, listened to, it's not I've even listened. memorable, it's not interesting, it's no, nothing. I haven't listened to it enough to kind of even have an opinion on it. I mean, the last the last time I gave a fuck about a Metallica album really was St. Anger. I remember buying that, like, because I remember it got leaked, so they released it like three days early. It was the week after the that. first. De- it was the week after the first download where they played on the second stage. Yeah, it came out that following, like fucking Wednesday or something or Thursday. It came out like before the weekend. They they rush released it because it came mm. out online. Ironically, mm. um, yeah, yeah. It's not great though. I mean, it's uh, it's an absolutely fine thing to pick as mm. your D because I'm but, not going to so, sit here and stand up for too much for but so, so the, biggest, the biggest thing that fucking annoyed me that it was hailed as this absolute fucking creative rebirth for the fucking band everyone was creaming themselves making an awful fucking hot mess over it all over it not good I was like come on come on well you've slightly mentioned my D pick which is Download festival announcements. <laughs> not download festival. No. Not the way in which download put their lineup together. Not the bands who play download. Not even the way download announces the bands that are playing. Mm. But the whole boring, endless shit show of, oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> or, oh no. This is terrible. I'd never go. Uh, the, 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 the. Every single year with the same comments and the same people and the same criticisms that seem to have been going on now for, 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 for literally a decade. Literally a decade of this fucking Groundhog Day. Whoever is playing Download. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's playing Download. You can announce Guns N' Roses... Ozzy Osbourne and Def Leppard. You can announce Slipknot, Tool, and I can't remember who else played. Oh, it was Def Leppard that year, wasn't it? Def Leppard. You, you can announce, you know, Slipknot, Metallica twice, Bring Me the Horizon, System of a Down, Ramstein, and 
Muse. Muse. Uh-huh. Whoever. Right. Do you know what I mean? And no matter yeah. who you announce, no matter how many bands you announce, no matter where those bands are, there's always people going, where's I Maiden? If they're not there. And if I Maiden are there, which they are quite a lot, where's Metallica? If Metallica are there, it's where's I Maiden? And if they're both there, it's, oh, it's the same bands all the time. And like, it has become genuinely the single most boring conversation in music. Who's going to headline download? Who's going to do... And the thing is, right, I sit here, basically this is like self-flagellation in a lot of ways because I have been part of this problem since 2011, since I started doing podcasts (laughs) and working for Metal Hammer. I have absolutely actively been part of the problem. Yeah. And I've seen it now with other festivals and I think about you know, since we've broadened out as a podcast and we started talking about Glastonbury, we started talking about Reading and we started talking about, you know, even stuff like Creamfields and obviously we're still talking about Bloodstock and, you know, Slam Dunk and, and, and stuff like that as well. And I look at those, oh, who might be playing, you know, like, oh, who who might headline Glastonbury? And you look at this world of things and you think of all all the people. Look at who might headline Reading and you look at this massive long list of stuff and you go, God, could be anyone. We could maybe knock them out because they're touring or they're doing a record this year so it won't be them. But still, you've got this huge pool of things. And of course, like any festival these days, I mean, really, it's not just download. Any time a festival gets announced these days, well, why aren't they playing? Why aren't this particular band? Oh, I can't believe that... that the enemy aren't playing leads. Why you got booking Billie Eilish when I wanted to see Hard Fi? Do you know what I mean? Like you, you <laughs> get another mention. <laughs> they are <laughs> brilliant. But earworming coming. Oh God, please don't. <laughs> but I just, like, I just download seems to be the one where the comments are like literally interchangeable. If I showed yeah. you a Facebook comment section of a download festival announcement from 2013 and I showed yeah. you the one that, was, that is coming from this year and that said changed. and said you guess which year this is the only thing that would mean that would make you go okay well that's the 2024 one is that there would be people saying ghost stroke sleep token stroke bad omens are shit that would be it yeah. that would be it that, and, and everything else yeah. would be literally exactly, exactly the same. And, you know, I, I'm i sort of, I put this in, I was thinking I'm going to have to basically kind of flag up my own part in doing this because I talk about it. And, you know, like I say, like we do other festivals and, and it's interesting to do that. But I think I'm just stuck when it comes to download. I don't know. Like I actually had a conversation with uh i went i went to interview benji from skin i went to newport a few months yeah. ago yeah. and um uh will who's lovely his p his, his pr company's um pr company uh head came down with me we were chatting on the way there and i was going you know download headliners and we had a few conversations he mentioned a few things that i was like really i can't imagine that and all oh, i can't imagine that and he was like I mean, they're the only names I've got, really. I don't really know who else. I, I, and and it has got to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm stumped. You kind of want to, as, as a podcast trying to be entertaining, you kind of want to chuck in a new name here and there. And I can't, no. apart from Ghost. Oh, well, maybe Ghost can do it. You probably could just about get Ghost on there. Yeah. Apart from them, now, now Bring Me have done it. 
Now Bring Me have done it after eight, ten years of Bring Me the Horizon. It should be Bring Me the Horizon. It should be Bring Me the Horizon. Where's Bring Me the Horizon? Bring Me the Horizon. Decade ago. Yeah. And a load of other people going, not Bring Me the Horizon, never Bring Me the Horizon. I don't want Bring Me the Horizon. Please not Bring Me the Horizon. That has now turned to it should be Ghost. Where's Ghost? Why don't you give Ghost a chance to headline? Ghost should be headlining. Or people going, not Ghost, never Ghost, Ghost to shit, hate Ghost, not Ghost, please not Ghost. Just literally change the name of the thing that you were saying the same thing about. And I don't really have anything else to add to the conversation. So when it does get announced, we'll go through the lineup, the download lineup, yeah. and go, oh, I mean, I'd like to see them, and I'd like to see them. And it will be a lot of me going like, oh, I, yeah, I, I, I like Alterbridge. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know. It's like, I don't know what to say. And I could it's just real... You could just copy and paste like anything that you've said over the past 10 years into that part yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I uh. don't... But when it comes to Reading, I don't think that will happen. It'll be oh, me God, going, no. never heard of them quite a lot. No. Do, doing that, I will be, just, be saying that quite a lot, but that's me. That's yeah. my fucking fault, right? Yeah. I'll have heard of everyone who's playing at Download. I'll just it's go, like... yeah, yeah, this is the same lineup as we had in 20... 2019 but with the head you know Def Leppard are playing on the Sunday rather than the Friday and I don't know man I just I'm just it's, it's, this is less a moan really I mean it's a bit of a moan but also it's me just warning you going it might be a bit you know it, it's got quite dull for me it has got download I think it will be and I think it's going to be an incredibly dull announcement unfortunately you know they're obviously there's a reason that no acts have even been announced here because it usually comes out by now. You've yeah, got the headliners. You've got the headliners by fucking September. You know, um, I, th- I think I think Slam Dunker are, are doing their announcements uh, in the next. I think next next weekend. Who's going to be their headliners? Obviously, going to be busted, and I'm thinking of going because it'd be fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I am kind of surprised that there's literally been fuck all from from download. I mean, there's obviously all the all the rumours. I've know, got I'm I've sure got one up here actually. Do you want me yeah. to read you this person's fake is, download poster? Oh, is it a fake one? Is it the one that's yeah, got Ramstein on it? No, no, it's a it's a it's a mock up. But it's oh, like okay. the, right. so. This is what happens when you know the the people who moan about the festival lineup. This yeah. is what would happen if they were given a you know the unlimited budget to do stuff right. Yeah. On the first day, you've got. Paramore headlining, great. I'd love that. Great. That would be good. Subbed by Hollywood Vampires. Oh my good God. You think Alice Cooper, <laughs> Joe Perry and Joe Johnny, Perry, Depp Johnny Depp are going to sub headline Paramore. Amazing. Then, um, amazing. Jimmy Eat World, who surely haven't been big enough to play that slot oh, since... Fucking out its futures. Since futures, right? I mean, I mean, in in a perfect world, in my head, they would be headlining, but yeah, in reality, that is not going to happen, no, my no, friend. No. That no, that ship sold a long time ago. Jimmy Eat World below them, Beartooth, who are currently way bigger than yeah. Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, <laughs> they've just played Wembley. I mean, yeah. I know a lot of people play Wembley, but I think Beartooth got pretty close to. to, to G- Jimmy out. never got never got above Brixton. No, no, in this country, even at their biggest. Poppy and Punk Rock Factory. Oh, good God. 
right? A little bit of, a little bit of sick just came up. Sorry. <laughs> On the second stage, I won't do all of them, but this is hilarious, the second stage. Machine Head, headline second stage, fine. Machine nice. Head, subbed by As I Lay Dying. <laughs> no, mate. People are so stupid. No. People are They're so not, stupid. Knocked loose. Knocked loose are way bigger than As I Lay Dying at the moment. <laughs> And then, because you've obviously mm. set up this is going to be like a metal day. Yeah. Machine Head, As I Lay Dying, Not Loose, Hardcore Metal, Heavy Day, yeah. right? Who do you want underneath them? I know. Kids in Glass Houses. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, that would be the band of the day on that second stage. I'm actually applauding this lineup now. He's done all right, this fine, kid. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I mean, I go down the bottom of it where he's got like, on the fourth stage, Cult of Luna headlining mm. above Cannibal Corpse on the fourth stage. Fine, right? Like mental. Okay. And he's yeah. got like he's got the misfits on the third stage as well. Oh, the misfits <laughs> with soft play and glass jaw. It's like, man, oh, wow. me, it's like, what are you wow. doing? You've got rancid as well playing the third stage. Dropkick Murphy's rancid and the misfits. Like, wow, that third stage, one for the kids in it. That's what they keep saying. One for the kids. One oh, for yeah. the kids. Rancid. Yeah. Manchester bet, is, Orchestra, is it, uh, misfits. Dropkick Murphy's. Wow. Moggy. Lagwagon. Come on. Oh yes, please. Is, have they you just called it. that stage? Was it Riot Fest? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, Deconstruction 2001. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, second, the second day, the Saturday, Event Sevenfold headlining, fine, fine, uh, fine, fine. Uh, Pantera, mate, give it up. It's not happening. Give it up. It's not happening. Turnstile. Oh, wow. Okay. Below, below Pan, Pantera no. and Avenged. No. Put them on the Paramore day. Yeah. What are you idiot? What are you doing? Right, turnstile. Oh, this, this guy. Sleep token below turnstile. At this point, I mean they're both massive. Yeah. It would be a bit I think sleep token would have to be at download. Yeah, of course they would. Right? Yeah, of course. Greta Van Fleet, just in there, aren't they? Uh, just yeah. put Greta Van Fleet Fine. in there. Marmosets haven't done anything for ages. Well they're just rocking back up. Hello, we're back. Hi. We're Do back you remember us? We we were going to be like the big thing like 10 years ago. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> mad. Wow. And then on the Sunday, I mean, I haven't looked into this too much, but this is absolutely mental. On the Sunday, Pearl Jam subbed. This <laughs> might be my favourite one. Subbed by Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> oh, yeah, love each other, wouldn't they? Those oh, two. Those imagine? two guys, they get like a They blatantly come out of the end and do a duet for Yellow Lead oh, yeah. as well. I yeah, they guarantee do. it now. They do Bad Company and Rocking in the Free World together at the same time. Oh. Who can do it louder? Oh, be amazing. And if that wasn't weird enough, we just Weezer. Just Weezer rocking up. Weezer's in there as well. Before, yeah, Weezer, Spirit Box, Water Parks and Tragedy. Sure. Tragedy. I bought the the heavy metal Bee Gees bands. I guess bands. so. Yeah, must be. Yeah, definitely get get all the get all the fucking crap covers bands on there. Yeah, oh, they got covers bands. I Brilliant. did. I I I saw them live about God fifteen years ago in London. Terrible. I I did have a lot of fun. This was fifteen years ago, mate. <laughs> yeah, he's got Wolf Alice, Monoskin, Bad Omens, and Wargasm. On the oh, one out, one out of four in bad. Wolf Alice, all right. Yeah, Wolf Alice, all right. Yeah. Yeah. 36 of Mars, Alkaline Show, Ash Nicker, Laura Jane Grace. We came as Romans. Mr. Bungle, oh, just got Mr. Bungle headline in the fourth stage down the bottom as well. He's right. mad, this guy. Whoever made this. Whoever this... made this is, I don't know if he's just going, ha, 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 wouldn't this be funny if, I, if we'd done this? But 
if he's actually like, hey guys, what do you think about well, this? I think I think this is why we should. This is why we should do it. Mm. Um, we're going to do a podcast genius. next week. We're going to do a podcast next week. Try and come up with a worse download lineup than that. <laughs> Try and come up with a more unsuitable schizoid download yeah. lineup than that. Yeah, M- makes no sense whatsoever. You've yeah. just thrown all the names up in the air and see where they land. We finally got Blink One Eighty Two. They're being subbed by Saxon. And, <laughs> That'd and be brilliant. <laughs> you imagine uh, Biff uh, Bison uh, coming out and doing um, doing like I miss show. you. Yeah, yeah, rock, oh, the rock show. Yeah, he'd rename it the Rock Show with Tommy Vance. <laughs> <laughs> Fell in love with the girl at the Rock Show with Tommy Vance. With Tommy Vance. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we've, and we've got all time though headlining the fourth stage as well. Brilliant. Subbed by Anvil. Brilliant. Um, anyway, thanks so much, guys, for listening. We appreciate that. That's just a few things that have uh, annoyed us. So that is the first part of we what we have very... <laughs> I just literally made that up on the spot, the old alphabet of atrocity. Alphabet of atrocity. The merch ideas are coming thick and fast now. You like A, B, C, D? Or wait till you check out... E, F, G, and H. We know what H is. Hard Fi, Heart FM, and who else did you say? Jordan Hugill? Can't remember what the other one you said. It was beginning with H. There's me, H. Can't There's me, H. H yeah. and Steps. H, oh, no, yeah, yeah. The other one. No, it's the other one, isn't it? The other one. Yeah, the other one. one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we will see you next week. Thanks very much for listening. As I said, go to patreon.com forward slash truecoppop. You can sign up for our right. exclusive content. Anything gone wrong with the house this week, Steve, that you need to tell them about before we sign off? Uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, they say I've got to get a new AstroTurf. It's going to cost me a million pounds. Fair. So, and they say they're going to break my legs if I don't get it. So Fair. Help, Fair. help us out, guys. Fair. Please do. Please help us out. Anyway, thanks so much, everyone. See you next week. See you, guys. Love you. Bye.